Hello, Ryan. Hello. <laughs> We've already been talking for like 10 minutes, but hello again. <laughs> it's nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Yeah. Good to so see we, you. How long ago was that that we talked on your podcast? That was what, a couple years ago, right? Like two years ago or something? Probably uh, no, that, that was actually, it feels like it was two years ago, but it was 2014, the summer of 2014. Oh, okay. Wow. But, well, not, not very long ago, but. That's, that's but, kind uh, of a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary how time, oh my gosh, that's scary. I would have literally guessed two years ago. And even that felt long to me. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. So we decided we were going to uh, do makeup tonight. Yes. <laughs> Because we're goofballs. Well, I can't compete with yours, but well, I, yeah. I try like the whole quarantine thing. Like I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm looking like the crib keeper over here these days. Like I, I don't you. get out in the sun. <laughs> like I'm not working. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to just, you know, embrace it. I'm just going to look like <laughs> the little death <laughs> that I feel like. <laughs> I know. I was talking to Mike earlier and I'm like, you know what? I do my makeup crazy like that. I'm not trying to be goth. And he's like, well, I guarantee people think you are. And I'm like, really? To me, I just think I, I'm like slapping black makeup on my, like, I, I'm not trying to do anything other than just like paint my face or something. And there's no skill involved in it at all. Like it's laughable. I, you know, smear my hands and stuff and smear it on my face. Like there's no skill involved in any of it. So I, I can't imagine that anybody would think like, oh, you're goth or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm just, I don't know what the hell I am. I really don't. I like everything and I exactly. like nothing. I like, I like everything and I don't like anything. So it's kind of whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call that. It's being artistic. It's like, yeah. Like, um, you know, like the old. I like spooky the, stuff. Yeah. And like the the 70s scene in England, the punk scene, you know, like they were, it was like heavy, you know, dramatic black makeup, yeah. like the heavy colors. Like, I love that stuff. It doesn't have to be this, this or that. We're just being creative and having fun. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, you know, you look at like, even along those lines, you look at those old movies and stuff and they had an aesthetic to it. And to me, it's, it's more of an aesthetic that it's a, a scene or a genre or whatever. It's kind of, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, if you watch those old black and white um, Dark Shadows episodes, yeah. you know, a lot of times because of the black and white, they look like they've got hollow eyes. And, uh, you know, to me, that's an aesthetic, but mm -hmm. whatever. I guess some people call that goth. I mean, it is, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know why people have to label everything, is what I'm exactly. saying, basically. Just is what it is. You like what you like. Some days I look like this. Some days I look like a slob. I mean, I look a slob every day, but some days I look slobbier than other days. Or some days I have pink on, you know, it's just whatever, who cares? Should be able to, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's that's the flavor of life, right? Like, I don't like sticking to one thing. Yeah, that that's boring. I might be looking like this one day. Like, and again, the next day I'll be wearing like a pinstripe suit. And, uh... Sure. <laughs> Yeah, because you're so you're like into jazz and stuff too, correct? Yes, yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, so yeah, we're all well-rounded. I like sports. I like, you know, I like a little bit of everything. Me too. Yeah. Me too. A lot so, of people don't. A lot of, a lot of people don't think that, you know. But yeah, uh, 
it's it's funny they're like no way dude that you're you know and i'm sitting there watching the saints like just getting crazy like ah! yeah uh, you, you know, know i kind of quit watching football because it makes me so angry like yep <laughs> it's too much like i get i feel i would rather miss a great game and hear about it after the fact than sit through a bad game and i know that kind of that sounds very fair weather fan ish but it's just like it, it's too frustrating to me it's like you get your hopes up in this team and, and then everybody gets let down every year except for one team Yep. You know, and then, you know, that, you know, your team's supposed to be good and like they have all the elements and then they fail and you're just like, you know, it's just aggravating. I'd almost rather just know from like be a fan from afar and like so that it doesn't hurt me when they suck, but it's cool when they do well. <laughs> I know. But I guess that's a I being get, a Fairweather fan. I don't know. I get too emotionally involved in the same way. I yeah, just feel it's like hard. I should just watch the updates tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like a few years ago when the Cardinals were in the Super Bowl and like we were so close to winning. We were so close. And I said to Mike, I go, we can't celebrate. We can't celebrate because we don't know what's going to happen. I remember the fumble in Cleveland. Ernest Biner fumbling that touchdown. Yeah. You cannot, you can't, you just can't have hope. You can't. <laughs> At least our sports are cons well, you know what? I shouldn't have hope in anything. That's just the I mean, really. Set the bar low and Set then you'll the be bar low. pleasantly I surprised. I agree. And I and and it's it's funny because I um I am a hopeful per like I have sort of unrealistic probably expectations for like everything in life. Like I should be able to achieve this, 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 and this, and it's all crazy stuff. But by the same token, I'm also like, I can't do anything. Like everything sucks. Nothing ever works. It's a, it's a hard life to live. Like either settle on one or the other. Don't do the both thing. It's just too, um, too dramatic. What is my yeah. child doing? Well, as you know, as creators and stuff too, artists, you know, that's, we're our own biggest hindrance, right? We're our worst critics. For sure. Yeah. We get some into something, we get way too emotionally involved in something. So yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, and it's funny because I can detach myself from certain things. I'm pretty good about detaching myself from music. And I think it's because I've been doing it since I was essentially a kid. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's so part of my life at this point that I can compartmentalize it. But then other stuff, I'm so wrapped with insecurity about, like the whole writing thing. I'm so insecure about it and like cringe every time somebody I know reads my book or asks me questions about it. Like it, it, it drives me nuts. And um, I, I can't, I can't not, I can't gain any confidence in that. And I don't know why that is, but. You're just humble. That's all. It is what it is. I don't know. I think there's humble and then there's like self-destructive. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, who cares about me? What are no. you, what are you, what's going on with you? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> we could talk about that all day, man. I, I know yeah. how that goes. Trust me. Like, yeah, it's I, hard. I, I'm my worst critic all day. Like 
I always say there's, there's nothing worse you can say about myself personally, myself musically or whatever else I do that I haven't already said to myself. So like, for sure, I, it's hard to pick yourself up out of that. And like, that's, that's been uh, just kind of go adding on to that. Like with this uh, with quarantine this past, you know, however long it's been now, can't even count anymore. Um, it's been, it's, it's been also like this time that I've had to create, but it's also been, like I've had to force myself sometimes to do something because I'm like, I just like in this funk and like, you just got to try to like get myself out of it. It's not like, you know, yeah. it's like, wow, I got all this time. I could sit here and I could paint. So I could, I could write, I could um, pick up a guitar. I could, I could do something. And just sometimes it's just like this block of, I just want to sit in Netflix and watch yes. garbage. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like, I mean, first of all, I already worked from home, so nothing has changed in that regard. But, you know, we don't go out anywhere on the weekends. We don't do anything. So I'm like, theoretically, I have all this time. I should be able to accomplish all this stuff. And I just don't have, like, I'll tell Mike, I'm like, I really want to write today, but I just don't feel like it. So I don't, I never really try to force it because if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it, you know, but yeah, it's aggravating. And yeah. like, I'm like, oh, I have all this time. I can exercise. I could do this. And like, yeah, I just like you, it's like, you just kind of sit and stare at something. I think there's this weird depression that you don't even really always know is there, you know, like this subtle mm -hmm. stress that you're not even aware of. Like some days I'll feel super sick and I'm like, why, what's wrong with me? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I am worried about something probably like work is stressful or whatever i'm like yeah that would make sense but yeah i, I think we've all been do been dealing with that yeah it's it's uh yeah it's that other underlying guilt of i could be doing something more yes. but i just can't i don't want to force it <laughs> right but, yeah yeah, it sucks because like, you know, you want to do X, Y, Z, but you can't. It, it always reminds me there's this um, passage in the Bible where Paul talks about how he doesn't do the things he wants to do, but does the things he doesn't. And I'm like, that's literally the story of probably all of our lives. Like, <laughs> you know, you want to eat right. You want to exercise. You want to drink water. You want to you know, do all this stuff. And you're like, what am I doing? Sitting on the couch, eating chips, drinking a pop watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> My mind wants to do other things though, but it doesn't count if you don't actually do it. Yeah, the intention's there, but- um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yesterday was April Fool's mm -hmm. and I know that you're a huge superhero fan like I am because we've talked about this a lot. Did you see all those nasty articles about the Snyderverse has been restored. Super Henry Cavill inks two two movie deal. Playing, I'm like you. Don't toy with my emotions like that. <laughs> like I, I saw know. it, and at first I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I'm like, "Jerks, <laughs> don't yeah. toy with me." Yeah, I started. I started seeing that uh, a couple days ago on YouTube. I was like scrolling around, <clears throat> and because. I don't watch a lot of like um, review critics. I don't yeah, really like I don't either. But uh, specifically for the, the new movie that came out, I was going back because it, when the original theatrical cut came out of, of uh, Justice League, a lot mm -hmm. of people were trashing it. And then when this one came out, I was like, let me look up these guys just to see if they changed their 
their right. way. But uh, right. but through through that anyway, I was like getting in my recommendations. Like yeah, like Justice League Two confirmed the Snyder return. <laughs> but this was like even a couple days before, like April first. So I'm like, so Come mean. On. <laughs> I know it's so mean. And there's all these rumors right now, and like you don't know if it's true or not. Like I saw that um, Henry Cavill is talking to like Dwayne Johnson about what they can do to like restore super, like him as Superman and get like Snyderverse back on. And um, apparently they have the same manager and they're really close friends. And I'm like, okay, if The Rock gets on, if the, if this is true, and The Rock gets on board with this, like they have to do it, right? Yeah. He's like the biggest star in the freaking world, right? <laughs> and I saw Joe Manganiello. He's he's now hashtagging restore the Snyderverse. So he's on board with it. And uh, I saw another thing where they said, um, you know, Ben Affleck said he was completely done with Batman. But then he comes back to film something that would lead into the second Justice League movie. Why would you do that if you were like all done with it, you know? Like maybe he could be convinced to come back if if the Snyder thing happens. Like it seems strange that like Henry was off, he was done with it, and then Ben left, and um, you know Cyborg left, and the Flash left, and then as soon as the Snyder thing came back, they're all back. So clearly, I would assume it was the whole Joss Whedon and like that bunch basically ran everybody off and then once the hint that maybe Snyder's coming back they're like well I'm on board with it if he's there you know and even um Ryan Reynolds said if they do the Justice League 2 in that dream world he's in he wants to play Green Lantern again so I'm just like please please let this happen yeah that would be so awesome <sighs> there's um a thing I was watching about Zack Snyder he's been doing a lot of press lately for for the, the Zack Snyder Justice League. I guess they don't want to call it the Snyder Cut anymore, but <laughs> right. whatever. But uh, he was he was saying, uh, even though it's his cut, the, the um, Warner Brothers still had a hand on sure. what he could put in and what he couldn't. So like, uh, which it's just really weird, right? Like, they're like, release your yeah. vision, do your thing, but you can't do this because they're trying to keep things with like their, right. in their universe. And right. so he's talking about that, but he said there was a whole part in Justice League with the Green Lantern, I and he, he didn't release who the actor was, but there were scenes in it, I, and he had to completely cut it. I wonder if that was like a Ryan Reynolds. Thing. No, it was supposed to be John Stewart. They said it was the John yeah. Stewart Green Lantern. So, but I don't know who the actor was. I don't think they've said who that actor was, have they? I don't think they have. No, he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't say. <laughs> yeah, but you'd think somebody would say something, some, especially the actor, but they, I'm sure there's non-disclosure agreements. But yeah, so those scenes with Martian Manhunter at the end mm -hmm. were Jon Stewart, which I was so stoked to see Martian Manhunter because I'm like, first of all, there should be Martian Manhunter and GL anyways, because hello, they're... It's, they're like main characters in the Justice League. Like they need to be there. Um, I thought it was cool to see uh, the Green Lantern in the old the the older scenes from the original War with Darkseid. Yeah, um, that the was Amazon. freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was really neat. Oh, and uh, apparently there was also a, 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 
a scene in there that actually showed a dead Kilowog from the um, nightmare scene. Uh, I saw a still of that where um, Darkseid killed Kilowog. So, dang. Yeah, there's so much. I want to see this. <laughs> so much. I know. Like, that was kind of like um, the epilogue just kind of like shows you like what could have been. You know, I know. What... I hope to God something happened. I mean, it's so stupid. I'm like, over here, please, please, please let this happen. I'm like, you know, it's just a movie, chill out. But then I'm like, no, but I want it so bad. Like we got this, <laughs> we got the Snyder cut and it was so good. And I like, I want the whole vision. I want all of it. Yeah, me too. Like it's just, and the other thing too, like even if you're not into DC or superhero movies, whatever you want to say, yeah, this is a really big monumental thing for a film director to all of a sudden be able to come back years later, yes. you know, tragedy in his family and, and be able, because of the fans, be able to do this I know. four hour epic thing. And I think that's like, that's so inspiring to, you know, it's. It is. And it's, it's like, finally, um, you know, an artist wins, even though that, you know, the studio still had a hand in it, obviously, but you know, it's like, it felt like the, the, the artist won, you know? which rarely happens as we know, um, yep. but it was so good. And then at the end, um, you know, seeing like the, the dedication to his daughter and everything and yeah. hearing that song and knowing that that song was her favorite song and their friend sang it, it that just, that was, you know, touching, I think. Oh yeah. Um, tugged my heartstrings you know yeah I'm like choked up thinking about it because I can't even imagine going through something like that and then I just can't even imagine the horror of what they went through you know and oh, then yeah. to have the movie basically be chalked like he leaves him and his wife leave because of their tragedy and then their movie gets chopped and not only does the movie get chopped but the director that takes over trashes him the entire time on set and talks crap about him the entire time on set according to sources <laughs> yeah. and you know and and then everybody hated the movie and he's over here thinking yes well my movie was better and I had you know I can't even imagine how frustrated that would be how frustrating that would be and so to finally get it to come out and I mean I don't pay attention to people's opinions because I just don't like focusing on negative negative stuff. So mm -hmm. if you like it and you want to talk to me about it, I'm all in. But like, I don't want to talk about like why you don't like something that I like just because yeah. I feel there's no reason to do that. You're not going to yep. convince me it sucks and I'm not going to convince you it's good. So let's just not talk about it kind of thing. But mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I know. I mean, I, I know some people probably thought it was dumb or whatever. That's fine. But I've only seen people talking about how much better it was and how great it was. So that has to feel good to him and the actors in the film, um, especially Ray Fisher, who, and actually, um, I can't think of his name. Oh my God. The guy that played Flash. Oh, uh, uh, Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. Ezra uh, Miller. I can't remember his last name, but yeah. Miller. <laughs> Ezra they Miller. got, they, I mean, their whole characters were cut out. Yeah. You know? And so to see like their backstories and like get more of their personality and they cut out a lot of the stupid crap that 
Yep. From the original one that was like out of character and well, weird. It was, it was so tonally different. And yes. like, I was like, cause there's a scene in the original, like I was trying to go back and like watch the original and um, <clears throat> the original theatrical version. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's some things they cut out in this version that felt like, okay, I knew that was never a Zach thing because there's like yeah. the flash runs and he lands on Wonder Woman. There's some stupid thing about, yes. Ooh. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. all this like, like sexist humor, like sexualizing Wonder Woman. I'm like, yeah, this is that ridiculous. never happens in the Justice League. She's yeah. an absolute equal. Like they don't treat her like a girl in the Justice League and none of it just other, like you watch any of the cartoons or anything, she's not treated like a girl. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so that is ridiculous. Yeah, and apparently that is a scene stolen straight from Winter Soldier where somebody lands on Black Widow in the exact same way. Oh, and like, yeah. it's a big, ha ha, there's her boobies or whatever, <laughs> or whatever you know? That was definitely a Joss thing because Joss what, did what uh, Avengers two I think or yeah something I don't know something yeah there was uh, yeah it's yeah I'm not trashing his movie either I'm not right. gonna do that, but like right there's just such it was such a thing of like okay going from BVS into that I was so excited yes like, like I figured and then I know what happened so I know there's gonna be changes but it was just such a just a weird thrown together thing but. Yeah, this movie just fleshes out everything. And I always tell people, like, just like if you were just remotely interested in that theatrical cut, like, go watch this. I know mm -hmm. it's four hours, but it, I honestly thought I was going to have to wait and, you know, like watch it in parts. Yeah. I watched the whole thing twice. <laughs> like, yeah, we were stoked, man. We, and you know, like what you said, like tonally, like Batman versus Superman was so like serious and dark, which mm -hmm. is what I like. I like that. I don't want my, I don't want a serious story to be funny. Like, exactly. Unless, I, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? But like that movie was so dark and I loved that about it. And then Justice League, they're like cracking jokes and like, I'm like, really? The world's ending? Superman just died. You brought him back to life and he's a monster essentially and you guys are cracking jokes like it doesn't feel genuine yeah it, it was weird and then another thing i thought was interesting is whole plot changes mm -hmm. like that whole um the whole scene the first time the justice league fights um steppenwolf completely different fight yep you know like they made flash the, the theatrical cut Flash was like a bumbling idiot, like terrified. Like, what do I do? What do I do? And they're like, just save one person. Like, it's okay, little boy, you'll be okay. And the, the Zack Snyder one, he wasn't like that. Like, yeah, yeah, he was getting his footing and everything, but he wasn't like running around scared. And then at the end, uh, spoiler alert, stop if you haven't seen the film yet. Um, the way Steppenwolf gets killed was so badass. And in the theatrical version, the parademons turn on him because of his own fear and kill him. So lame. So stupid. And then, yeah. um, I mean, let's not even get into the whole dark side thing that was freaking oh, mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, that was. <laughs> I was so, so excited about that. Cool. And like that just stepped, because you didn't know like Steppenwolf often just showed up in the theatrical. You're like, well. Yeah. You know, I'm familiar with the character, but I don't, as a movie watcher, 
like if I'm going to this kind of knowing sort of you know like I try to look yeah. at it as someone not knowing the character I'm like what is the motivation here right <laughs> like, like why are why is any of this happening why does he care yeah why does he so care rushed. this version of course I mean he had the time but it, there was just so much more fleshed out in the dead side thing and like Stephen Wolf isn't there to really do he's there to pay off his debt essentially because he's yeah <laughs> damned right. and, he wants uh, to go home poor guy <laughs> yeah Exactly. He just wants to go home, and uh, his head his head goes home at the end. Spoiler. Yeah, right? it sure does. But yeah. uh, that was the other thing too. And even the beginning, the beginning is so much better because it shows the whole Lex Luthor thing with the boxes and like. Yes. That's why you can watch BVS at the end when he's like freaking out in the jail cell. They're coming. They're coming. And he's yes. This, it doesn't yes. show you the actual. So I'm like, oh, that's so great. You know, like. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to add. I'm super excited. <laughs> and there's like, and in this beginning, which is way much better in the Zack Snyder version, mm -hmm. there's no Henry Cavill stupid ass like CGI mustache out thing. <laughs> I'm like, how do you make someone who's like drop dead gorgeous ugly? You guys <laughs> made Henry Cavill ugly. How is that even humanly possible? <laughs> They tried their hardest, I guess. But oh man, my gosh! It looks so uh, haunting. It haunted and, my dream. And yeah, and one of my favorite things was when um, Lex Luthor says, "The bell's been rung. Mm -hmm. The god is dead." And then at the beginning of this version, you see Superman screaming, and that his voice is so powerful that it's like going out in waves yeah. out into the universe. That was the ringing bell. I mean, that just gives, gives me, I'm like such a nerd. That gives me goosebumps. But it was just so good. And then, I mean, everything about it, I just freaking loved. Another thing that I'm so glad and clearly was not a Zach thing was the whole thing when they're in um, Russia and Flash is like saving this family who are killing parademons with bug spray. I mean- oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like what? That's why are you stupid? I don't even like why are you yeah. stupid? I I you know, again, I think that's <sighs> so dumb. <laughs> Warner Brothers was trying to figure out like what works with our franchise right now because I mean, yet those movies like Man of Steel and BVS did well in the box office. They were still a lot of critics so they were like well we got to be more fun like marvel you know and nothing against yeah, marvel right you can but, like all of it i like all of it it yeah, doesn't have to be a competition yeah but if you just all of a sudden throw that into the gears out of nowhere it's right kind of, it's so confusing i don't know yeah it's uh, really weird and you know <sighs> Why would you try to take either, either? I mean, obviously Marvel's not gonna try to be like DC, but like, why would you even wanna do that? Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, you have your brand, they have their brand, their brand works for what they're doing. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just, me personally, I prefer like really dark, serious stuff. Like the, um, the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, that yeah. to me is a perfect film. Like that is, it's dark, it's moody, it's, oh, it's, that thing stuck with me. Like you're just watching it, like just waiting for him to snap the entire time. 
Yeah. And then when he finally snaps, you're just like, holy crap, you know? That's the perfect movie to me. Like, so, and that's how I felt with like, I mean, they're different movies, but that's how I felt with Batman versus Superman too. And everybody's like, yeah, but Superman's supposed to be this wholesome, all American, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but if you stop and think about it, he's an alien on this planet. He's never, so he's never going to fit in. He can literally hear suffering 24 hours a day, all, all around the entire planet. And he knows he can't save everybody. So imagine being that person who has the power to save people, but can't do it because you can't be everywhere at once. Yeah. You know, and then you've got this asshole Batman questioning your motivations, right? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I just, to me, it was such a good movie. And did it have flaws in it? Sure, I guess. I mean, but I'm, I'm like not one of those people that really just picked stuff apart like I don't sit there and just look for flaws and things I just accept it generally for what it is and I even did that with the Justice League movie the original release Mm -hmm. I didn't come home and like say oh I'm so disappointed in this and this and that and the other I'm like okay well that wasn't what I wanted but it's okay you know it was all right I feel the same way about the Aquaman movies like they don't give me like they don't give me what I want from them but they're fine. It's entertaining. You know, it's fine. Yeah, it's fun. Like, I had fun with Yeah, the, exactly. With and same with, like, Shazam. I thought Shazam was a fun movie. Yeah. You know, but I really like the really dark, gloomy, angsty Superman and angsty Batman. And Oh, me too. You know, I, I love, I freaking love that. So. Yeah. Uh, I just rewatched the uh, Batman versus Superman deluxe edition on HBO Max, uh, where I spend most of my time watching stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but um, yeah, I just rewatched it. And I remember like how much I love. I mean, I, I saw that in the theaters, and mm-hmm. that was another thing where I'm like, you know what? I'll defend this movie because, as far as everybody I talked to hated that movie, but I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know either. That people just weren't for a gritty movie like that. But I'm like, all these same people that told me this, and nothing against Marvel again. I do love Marvel, mm-hmm. but. The- well, you have these two superheroes like brooding against each other and it's dark and then you know i was like well you like civil war right that's kind of the same concept yeah. but 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 the same thing they would be like well batman doesn't use guns i'm like there's comic books with batman uses guns yeah like, don't don't try to use that against <laughs> it's like right, but if, right. if you don't like it you don't like it i get it it's a way darker take like Zack snyder even said like he treated these characters like for this vision like they're like gods among men almost like like human beings so like there's these problems that they have forcing with each other so they're going to make mistakes and there's going to be dark tendencies yeah and i was i really like that vision um i do too i liked Watchmen that he did too and that's incredible yes well and for that matter what about the christopher nolan batmans those weren't like happy-go-lucky fun time last minute (laughs) same thing so why did they not get like everybody loved those but yeah, it's weird. And like the whole Marvel thing, like I always get irritated because when people pit the two against each other, because you shouldn't do that. You just, it's so dumb to me. Like we can like everything or not like any of it. It's yeah. fine, whatever you want to do. But like to sit there and go, oh, Marvel did it all right. And you know, DC's just trying to be like Marvel and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
okay, so Marvel has its own shtick, but yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily the right way. It's just the way they did it, right? And there's stuff about those movies that I think could be better. Yeah. Just, so I don't know. It's so weird to me. And I feel like when Batman versus Superman came out, I think people went into it already hating it. I yep. think they were, because Marvel was so popular, all that Marvel stuff was like slamming at the time. And it was like, well, we like Marvel and DC's stupid. And people didn't even like watch the movie and went and trashed it online. And then once people start doing that, then people won't even give it a shot. Like they've already made up their mind. Like, well, these people hate this movie, so it must not be any good. So they've already made up their mind before they even watch it. And so that's why, like, a couple weeks ago, I made a post, like, don't listen to critics. Judge things for yourselves. Like, yep. don't take the word of Joe Schmo on the internet that saw it and picked, some, picked it apart because they pick everything apart. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, because that's, that's, how pe that's how people do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I don't know. It's irritating to me. And, like, I just don't go into stuff expecting to hate it. So I'm generally pretty entertained by most things that I watch. Oh, yeah. most, generally speaking, I don't, you know, there's, I, I can't think of a, a movie really where I watched it and was like, God, that was the stupidest crap I've ever seen. I can think of a couple. And the reason I didn't like them was because they were super artsy pretentious and that's just not my thing. But yeah. um like other people are like, oh, this is the greatest film ever. And I'm watching it going, okay, <laughs> not my thing. But I don't have to go online and tell everybody this movie's stupid and this is why. Because I don't like it when people do that to stuff I like. So why would I do it to stuff that other people like, you know? I just think that's rude. Well, there's no reason for it. What a waste of energy and time, right? Sure. Like, uh, there's things I don't, yeah. There's obviously things that we don't like. I mean, everything is you know, subjective and hey, if we all like the same stuff, what a boring planet this right. would be. <laughs> but but at the same time, yeah, like I don't go out of my way to like go like this sucks because Right. But watch, there's gonna be a lot of YouTube comments on this now. <laughs> no, there won't be because I turned the comments off of my videos because I'm not here oh. to be I'm not here to be criticized and, and whatever. I'm here to have fun talking to my friends. People don't need to comment on me talking to my friends. So right. that's my thoughts on it. But I mean, yeah, I, I just, I know how it makes me feel when I happen to randomly go by someone's post where they're trashing something that I like. It automatically makes me feel like I want to defend it or that I don't like that person anymore because I think they're a jerk. So I don't ever want to make anybody else feel that way. So I try really hard not to be like that about music or TV shows or whatever, because I don't want to make people feel that way. You know, right. I can have my opinion. There's some stuff that I absolutely cannot stand, but I'm not going to go online and talk about it because I know a lot of people who are very close friends of mine who love those things. So yeah. why would I want to make them feel bad about it? You know, I just don't exactly. think that's a nice way to live. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you know, no one needs to see eye to eye all the time. But of course, we can all get along and like, you know, yeah. not not go out of our way to put someone down for not agreeing with what right. we agree with. <laughs> right. And, and uh, you know, I've gotten to the point where a lot of times I won't even 
talk about stuff online because I know invariably somebody's going to tell me like, well, that's dumb. And this is why, or always, there's always got to be someone contrary, you know, Mm -hmm. about it. Like, that's fine. You don't have to agree with me ever, ever, but you don't You also don't have to goad me into an argument. Like it's so just the most emotionally exhausting. And so I've, I've deleted so many of my posts when they start turning into this weird debate about stuff that I just am not interested in debating, you know? Yeah, I, it's only happened a few times. I try not to, I don't get anything, I try not to post anything like uh, political or anything like that. I'm not right. that kind of- it's hard. But, um, there'll just be stupid things I'll post sometimes just like riddles for instance mm-hmm. uh, going back into the DC universe like this past quarantine yeah. one of my favorite post pastimes was posting uh riddles on my social media even um as I was just figuring that'd be a fun way to get people together and do this fun game right and I'm a nerd dude I love riddles and chess and games and puzzles and yeah I got a bunch of them so I was like you know this would be kind of fun and uh, even just simple things like that would get people just riled up in my comments. And then I just have to like stop it because like, I don't want, I can take it, but I don't want my other friends and people getting into yeah. uh, arguing stuff. I don't want that negativity, you know, it's like, it's supposed to be just a, a friendly thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was supposed to be fun, not like a debate. Like yeah. we talked about that a little bit, you know, when, I, when we first logged on here, it's like, People make everything, it doesn't matter what it is. Someone's got to debate it or they got to turn it into something that was not intended and apply their, like just because they view something a certain way doesn't mean that the person that they're aiming that at was thinking it the exact same way. And so Mm -hmm. everything that you perceive is from your perspective. So you can't apply your perspective and your reasoning and your rational rationalization onto somebody else. So yeah. it's just silly to me. I don't know. It's me exhausting. Too. And it's, uh, it's like that. Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen that show Key and Peele? I don't know why I'm bringing this yeah. up. Yeah. A, <laughs> there was a Not a lot of it, but yeah, I have seen some. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're familiar with the sketch where they're like sending texts back and forth to each other, like the two... Uh, Jordan Peele and uh, Keegan-Michael Key and they're like <laughs> they're sending text and it's showing them like back and forth and how they're perceiving the text so it's like um, <laughs> the guys got one of the guys is at the bar he's like hey where are you at I'm at the bar and then the, he shows the other guy like he's back at his house he's like in his head he's like speaking out loud he's like oh I'm sorry you know uh, I didn't mean to miss you got caught up and he sends a text and the other guy at the bar is like I'm sorry I missed you I got cut up. I'm not good enough. It's like just like a yeah. I'm not doing it justice, but like just the way if you some people read text versus another person, like it's it's you might completely take it out of context. Is what I'm saying. It's yeah, just, it, and it, it, some of us the, who are super sarcastic. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I swear, and I, I'm not the only person that said this. Uh, it's a thing, but there needs to be like our sarcasm font because it's like. Sometimes somebody says something sarcastic, but you don't know that person. So you don't know that they're being sarcastic. This happened to me earlier where I posted this goofy drawing that I did a few years ago and somebody made a comment and I thought they were being serious. 
And I was like, no, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, dude, I'm being sarcastic. I'm like, okay, cool. We're cool now. But then everybody jumped on this person and it became this whole yeah. drama that I don't even want to be associated with. And so I just, I'm like, I'm not doing this. And I just deleted the post because it's like, it's just not worth, life is hard enough. Yeah. Without dumb crap like that, you know? But yeah, it happens all the time. And then like, it's gotten a little less drama with the whole political thing since we're not in a, you know, getting ready for an election or whatever. So that's kind of mellowed out a lot. But my God, the last four years just, <laughs> and I mean, it's hard not to get, goaded into stuff or even antagonize people sometimes because of the, the ridiculousness of so many things but oh lord yeah. like some days i feel like somebody needs to just take the just close down my facebook profile and <laughs> take it away from I, me or something or you know let somebody oh. else maintain it for me or something because just i mean i lost family i lost close friends. I lost people that I grew up with on both sides of it. They didn't want to deal with me. And some of them, I didn't want to deal with them anymore. Just it's hard when you find out people's real feelings about things. And I'm not talking about the opinion of a Marvel versus DC. I'm talking about morality, mm -hmm. deep issues of morality. And you, somebody's not the person that you thought they were. That's, that's disturbing. And that's one thing that is a good and bad thing, because on the one hand, you're like, I wish I would have never known that about that person so that we could still be cool and be friends and whatever. But then on the other hand, I'm like, yeah, but it's good to know that that's how they really think, because I don't want to be associated with people that ugly, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we were probably so much better back before the internet and it's like the internet has so many wonderful things like this right here we get to sit here and talk to each other which otherwise we wouldn't get to do but then on the other hand there's everything else <laughs> yeah you know so it's it's a it's a frustrating thing and then you know I have a nine-year-old so it's like trying to navigate that whole thing where instinctively i'm like i he shouldn't be playing video games and he shouldn't be on you know doing this and this and this but i'm like but that's how life is now like mm -hmm. that's reality for kids so how do you say you can't do this when that's their lives just like when we were little we played outside all the time and we got to run around the neighborhood and it wasn't as scary seemingly it wasn't as scary as it is now but you yeah, know, I would I, never let my child. When I was Dirk's age, I would go out in the morning and not come back till dark. I would never allow that, you know, for for him. I knew when the so. sun was going down. It's like that's when dinner. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or my mom would yell out the back door, you know, dinner, and wherever mm -hmm. you were, you'd come from or whatever. But I can't even imagine that. I know it's so different now. Like I, I was taking like a total trip down memory lane today for some reason and I was just remembering like <laughs> yeah just like uh you know I got a little bit older and riding the bike around yes which I need to do again but um <laughs> <laughs> but uh and then just like going to like 
uh, I'm gonna date myself here, but like the video store, the video rental store. Yeah. That was, that was a big deal. Yeah. Or, or I don't know if like, cause you, you were in Cleveland, was that? In Northeast Ohio, yeah. Around, North yeah more Ohio. closer to Akron. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. so did they have two, like where uh, I was in St. Paul, but like we had like, you could go to like a, a drugstore pharmacy and they would have like videotapes you could rent. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like comic books and like all this stuff. And I just, I, I remember like missing that now. Like you can't, <laughs> like video rentals. I mean, that's obsolete now, obviously. But like yeah. as a kid, it was so cool. I'm like, I can get my candy. I can <laughs> rent the yeah. VHS and maybe get a comic book or something. It was yeah. like the coolest, coolest little in the world. <laughs> yeah. And it was always like, I mean, even this isn't that long ago we I did this every Friday night and sometimes Saturday when we lived here so you know we moved out here in 2001 so early 2000s like Friday night I'd go to Blockbuster I would pick out some movies then I'd go over to Subway grab our subs come home and we'd have our movies for the weekend and you know yeah and that was like part of the the thing and it was fun of course now we can do all that right on our television you know yeah. but sometimes I feel like there's so many so many choices that I get overwhelmed by it so I just end up picking the same thing I've seen like 10,000 times um which is a really weird show called The Good Witch again I'm confused as to why I'm obsessed with the show it is what it is. I accept myself for who I am. Just kidding. But um, it is it weird. Uh, you're not going to like it. I mean, you might, but if you like Hallmark movies, then you might like it. But uh, you know, um, I like a wide range of stuff. Like we were talking <laughs> it's just about good feeling. I don't know. Yeah, I'll watch something as crazy from of like Midsummer to like a DC movie, and then I'm watching like 90 Day Fiance right after that. Like. <laughs> I watched some crazy yeah. stuff. I love that show. So for a while, I think the pandemic, I think when the reality of the pandemic started to really kick in and like, you remember in the beginning how you were just afraid you were going to catch it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, don't leave the house. Don't touch anything. Constantly wash your hands, even though you haven't left the house in a week. And this mental thing kind of happened where, and then Plus the whole stuff was going on with the election and just this chaos in the world. And I didn't want to watch anything that I would like good. Like mm -hmm. I didn't want to watch a good TV show. I didn't want to watch a good movie. I wanted to watch stupid, banal, pure escapism, zero quality, zero anything worth anything. So we went through that whole 90 day fiance thing and we were just watching episode after episode after episode. And that was like, it was good because it was such like, you didn't have to use your brain at all. You could watch oh, yeah. these people and their train wreck lives. And it was just such pure escapism. And then we kind of fell off the chain. I don't, I think like a season ended or something and we just never picked back up with it or whatever. But yeah, I love that kind of junk. Like I'll watch any reality TV. I don't care what it is. I'll watch it if I lived alone. But since I have other human beings in the house that have a say also in not watching crappy shit on TV, yeah. <laughs> we, you know, 
we but but honestly we kind of just are creatures of habit mike watches his like science like speculative archaeology ufo alien um science stuff my escapism is um what happened where'd you go oh, sorry hold on <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you're a picture now <laughs> oh is it the picture of the trumpet yeah what happened <laughs> uh hang on uh, let's see there oh, you sorry. are that was okay. weird. Yeah, I got it. Um, you know, it's weird. Okay, this is how <laughs> unprofessionally I am. I got a, a reminder notice on my phone about doing your show. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes, I'm doing your show. So I tried to like just go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cut it off. Cool. Sorry. Well, you're better than me because I probably wouldn't have been able to figure out how to put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so Zoom illiterate. Like I'm getting better. Yeah. Uh, there's this uh, show that we do, like, sorry, not trying to switch gears. No, but, please uh, do. There's this, like, uh, Patreon group, uh, Clint Majan, who's, like, a, a good pal of mine down here. He's, like, in the Preservation Hall jazz band. Oh, He does cool. his own music. Yeah, he's got these, so he does these live Zoom stuff, and uh, we, we all get to connect, and I'm kind of learning it through that, And uh, but I'll, like, dress up, like, as a clown or something like that. Or right on. Gene Simmons, One Dime. I think I did like insane clown pasta the other time. To be <laughs> right on. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So I'm kind of learning it uh, little by little, but like um, yeah. it sucks because I don't have my laptop now. So like doing it through the phone is a whole different, uh, whole different oh, I beats. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I'm completely like, I just learn enough about stuff to get by. I half-ass everything because I'm, I just, I just can't. <laughs> I yeah. like I try to like research and I'll read like three sentences into something and I'm like boring <laughs> like if I don't get the answer to something in like the first three sentences I'm out and I know that's terrible because and I'm the exact opposite of Mike because Mike will literally work on something until he figures it out and it could be the most minute tiny little detail about something and he just has that and I'm so envious of that like people that have that thing I'm just like, if I haven't figured this out in five minutes, I'm slamming it into the wall and giving up. And I know that's terrible, but I also save myself a lot of headache because I don't waste my time on things that I'm not getting joy out of quickly. Right. If that makes any sense. So like if I, my mom tried to teach me to how to crochet once and I'm doing it and I'm just frustrating because I can't pick it up immediately. And I'm like, I'm not wasting my time with this. Move on to the next thing. But yeah. It's not a good, it's, it's not a good uh, personality trait, I don't think. I don't well, know. it's, I, <laughs> that's the thing. You know, what I do too much is I'll get these ideas. Like right now I'm like, <clears throat> with the chess thing, I'm trying to like, okay, so I got like these tutorials, right? And I'll try to go through them. But yeah, some, some days, again, it's like trying to do music or something else. I'm just not feeling it. So mm -hmm. I'll put it in, it'll be like, and here's, you know, the Queen's Gambit and it's, it's such and such. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know put, better put on, to even try. <laughs> put on the real world. I'm putting out, I need to watch the real world and tune out. Like, yes. But, I feel like that's why I never picked up cards or any like thing like that, like chess or anything, because it, you have to learn it. And yeah. I'm just not, I don't have that gene. I don't, whatever that gear is that people have. I don't have it. So if I don't pick up something like snap, 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 I'm out. 
And plus I get super intimidated by that. Like if I don't know something, I've just, I mean, this goes back to the whole thing we talked about with having zero confidence. Like I just get intimidated by everything. I hate doing math in front of people. I hate like that, that game Uno. I would panic because I'm like trying to add up cards so I don't look stupid. And it just, it's not for me. Anything that involves like brain stuff, (laughs) brain stuff. (laughs) <laughs> that's how smart I am. I call it brain stuff. But anything that's like, I, it's just not for me. Yeah, like I will punch stuff. and kick and beat the crap out of things all day long. Football, <laughs> that's for me. I was baseball. I loved baseball. Anything like that, kickball, stuff like that, I'm totally cool with. But like anything like where you have to like learn steps and. Like, I don't think I could do Dungeons and Dragons either. There's too many rules involved in it. I don't understand. And like, I can't, I just can't. I want to be able to do it. Like, because it sounds like it would be fun, but that whole learning process, it's not for me. Oh, uh, there's, yeah, I used to be. <laughs> Such a weirdo. No, no surprise since I was the popular kid in school. I used to do Dungeons and Dragons all the time, but like, <laughs> but then I stopped, right? So like, I tried to revisit it maybe like, god like 20 years ago or something Mm -hmm. and you know the game has changed so it's like it's a whole new updated format but i'd forgotten everything pretty much anyway but uh i tried to reread it again it was just yeah so dense i got intimidated i'm like yeah i don't even know how i'm gonna retain this information um exactly let's go play some dodgeball (laughs) exactly let's go do some kickboxing i don't know miniature golf like yeah something even yeah, that so- frustrates me sometimes i don't know i'm not a, i'm not good at um putting myself in a position of being vulnerable with stuff like that uh, mm-hmm. emotions i'll be emotionally vulnerable i'll you know i'll write lyrics and let you see that part of me but i can't like if you if you make me do math in front of you no thank you Oh, I, I couldn't. I'd fail. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I get panicked. I don't know what it is. Well, that's like, that's another thing too. It's like, that's, that's like a reoccur to this day. And this is like a Freudian thing, but like, <clears throat> I still have nightmares where I'm like the age I'm at right now, which is 40 years old. And I still have to like wake up and go to school. Yes, me too, like, all the time. But like, I graduated, but I still have to keep <laughs> yes. going back. It's like the L <sighs> scenario. And yeah. it's, it's just so bizarre. And I think it comes back from oh, like- you disappeared again. No. <laughs> there okay. you are. I'm the worst guest ever. But it's like- No, that, uh, not even. <laughs> it's that same thing where it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's the, the thing I like, I love, I love subjects when I was invested into it, but tests yes. and being bought, horrible. However, I could like yeah. go on stage and do music and somehow that's fine. Yeah, but, like, it's weird. Being social- I'm complete failure. I don't it's know how weird. That, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know either. And like, I kind of, you know, I said earlier, like, I kind of think with music because I've been, do, I've been doing music since I was like 22 years old. And emotionally, I'm like, I was probably like akin to a 16 year old at that point. So I've been doing that for so long that I don't think I get as intimidated by it as, um, other things especially with Lycia like like I mean first Mm -hmm. of all I'm in my own home I'm with my husband 
you know, it doesn't matter if it takes me 700 takes to get something right, it, it, it's fine. Um, so I don't get nervous with that anymore. But, and like you said, like, I'm less nervous getting on stage to do a show than I would be having to like talk in a meeting at work with people that I work with every single day. Like yeah. that makes me nervous, but yeah, it's weird. It, it's kind of like when I was a kid, I would get up and twirl baton in front of people and not think anything of it. Like it wasn't anything I got nervous about at all, not even remotely. So I think some of it might have to do with being young and just not as fearful of things or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's so much of a carefree thing. Sorry, I had to move and uh, that's cool. Charge my phone for a second. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, just like being a kid and like the carefree again going to that yeah. thing. And then yeah. it, as we get older, we get you know like I have anxiety like like a hell. For sure. <laughs> and it's like now I think about it, like like you could, like I have no like maybe you can relate to this, but like, like before a show or something like that, you're hanging out mm-hmm. and like maybe, maybe your friends are there or maybe someone else is trying to talk to you and like, Hey, you know, what's up, blah, 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 you know, love the music. And like, I'm hearing you, I'm, I'm listening to you, but in my head, if it's before my set, like I'm going over the set list, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going over like the sound check thing in my head. So I'm like, yeah. I'm there, but I'm not. And it's just this weird out yeah. of the moment thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, I just think that's how we are. I can't relax before a show. And in fact, I hate like the whole process of waiting. I wish it could magically, like, like if I had a show, let's say a month from now, I would be physically sick until that set was done. That's just the, like, and I can't even control it. It's not even like I would be actively thinking about it. Your body just has this anxiety response. Mm -hmm. to things and I mean just like I got my vaccine on uh this past Monday and I'm always nervous about whether it's taking medicine getting my flu shot every year whatever I get nervous anytime I have to take something because you never know how your body's going to react to it I'm not scared of getting shots at all I'm that doesn't scare me but if it's something new that I've never had before whether it's an allergy medicine or whatever it make I always get nervous taking it the first time because you don't know how your body's going to react to it. And mm-hmm. so as soon as I had my appointment for that shot, I felt physically sick. Like I couldn't even control it. My stomach was hurt, you know, stomach ache, felt dizzy and lightheaded and blah, blah, blah. As soon as I was actually at the place, I was fine. But that anticipation of waiting for something so when I'm at a show or whatever, that whole time leading up to the time I go on stage, I'm sick to my stomach, I'm distracted, I might be talking to you and having a good old time, but in my head and like, let's get this done, I want to get this done, I want to get this done, and then as soon as you step on stage, it's fine. Yeah. Like it's just that waiting, and it, and it's like whether it's a work meeting or a doctor's appointment or taking my kid to parent teacher conference or whatever, that waiting period is what gets me. And then as soon as I'm there and it's going, I'm fine, you know, but I don't know how to fix that because it's not like you're actively worried about it. It's just that your body is, your body's worried about it, whether you are mentally or not. It's weird. 
Yeah, totally. I totally get that. Like I just, um, finally, cause I was without insurance and stuff for a while, mm-hmm. got to go to the hospital to do like, you know, just like a checkup and stuff. But, um, I knew that was coming for like three days. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. I don't know why. Like, I was just like nervous about it. I don't know why I, yes. I don't like hospitals in general, but like, I was just like, yeah, stomach and knots kind of thing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as I passed, and the staff was completely nice and it wasn't of course anyone's fault, but it's just like me being a weirdo that I am. And, but uh, just the waiting too, the waiting in the room, I swear yes. it took like five minutes and then I'm, I'm wearing my mask and then, you know, it's doing, it's just a weird time too for all that. So, but yeah. I can't, I'm getting my, I'm getting my shot too this week. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. The first one. So yeah, same. I'm glad to, I'm glad to be half done. My mm. next one is April 20th. I just want it to be over with. Just get Me it too. over with. Like if I could, if, and that's what I kept telling people, like, I wish somebody would just sneak attack me. Like, just <laughs> so I'm not thinking about it. Like, I don't know it's coming. So I don't, I'm not worried about it. And like, someone just blow darts my ass when I'm walking down the street or, <laughs> you know, I'm sleeping and somebody comes in and stabs me with it while I'm asleep. So I don't know what's going on just because it, and it's, I'm like, again, I get nervous for the flu shot every year too. It doesn't stop me from doing it. Cause I know it's science and it's the right thing to do but yeah. i still get nervous every time because you just you never know and then the well, older you get i think the worse you start worrying about you know that kind of stuff and i've had vertigo for like a month now for some random reason that's interesting yeah i'd like to i would like to know more about that because you know when i was like i mean let's just say even maybe like 10 15 years ago like mm-hmm. i loved doing things like um just giant roller coasters or going up yeah. large buildings but i swear like I, I now like for some reason i i just go up on top of a building doing like a, a tour or something like that yeah. I, I start feeling, like pins and needles on my feet i'm like what the hell is weird i know it, it came out i of don't no- know yeah and and yeah and you start thinking am i having a stroke like what's going on mm-hmm. But I think it's all just anxiety. But why? It's so weird. Like, I'll try to rationalize and I'll be like, there's zero reason why I should be nervous right now. Like, all day today, um, I had that feeling like I drank like a gallon of caffeine, like a gallon of espresso or something. Had not had any caffeine at all. There's no reason for it. I've had that like whooshy headed, you know, feeling. And when I rationalize, I'm like, okay, it's allergy season you know, hormones, whatever, you can like come up with a rational reason, but your body feels like crap. So then your mind automatically goes, oh, it's probably like, I've had this vertigo thing for a month. Okay. A couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, I'm like, I've got to go to CVS. I'm just going to go to CVS minute clinic, get checked out, find out what's going on. I assumed it was probably just allergies. Sure enough. She's like, you have some fluid in your inner ear, just take some mucinex and, um, take some allergy medicine. It'll clear up. It'll be fine. If it doesn't clear up in 10 days, then make an appointment with your doctor. Okay. I can't take mucinex. It makes me feel absolutely horrendous. So I, I took like one dose of that. And I'm like, this ain't for me. So I didn't take any more and I don't like taking allergy medicine. So I'm just living with it. <laughs> so yeah. stupid. But, and so all, you know, then you start going, what if I have a brain tumor? 
what if that's why I have vertigo? And it's like, dude, she told you you have fluid in your ears. It's like, calm the F down. But you can't help, like when you're a paranoid, like, I don't want to say paranoid. When you're like an anxious person who doesn't feel good, but there's no like reason for you not mm-hmm. to feel good. It, you, it's just like the whole pins and needles in your feet. And you're like, am I having a stroke? Is this blood pressure? Is it, you know, what the hell's going on? It's freaky. It's yeah. The, the gears get turning. And I've, I've tri- like, I've been there too, where um, as a kid, I used to have like tubes in my ears, you know, that mm. like that thing. So like yeah. uh, maybe like three years ago or something. And this just happens maybe every six years ago like every six mm-hmm. or so years just for no reason like I'll get a fluid build up mm. and like uh, my ear will get clogged but it's really disorienting and uh yeah I'll have to go I'll have to go to the hospital to get like a flush flush thing I don't even know what the procedure is called but um yeah stuff with the ears and the sinuses like I struggle with that and just it's yeah sucks. and like your head feels so whooshy you know mm. like it feels swimmy, like it's in water. And it mostly happens when I'm in bed. Like when you get up or you move, like roll over or whatever, it, you get that spinny head feeling. But like today it's been like, if I move my head a certain way, but again, the allergies, like pollen is crazy here. Everything's in bloom yeah. and it's so dry. And so part of it too, I think is that everything is so dry in your nasal passages that it puts this pressure I don't know, dude. I know one thing is I'm tired of it and I wish it would magically go away. Even though I'm not taking any medicine whatsoever that she suggested that would make it go away. But it's like, and and not to keep rambling about this, but okay, so I just had my vaccine and I had to take, I took two days off work. I took the day of the shot because it fell in the middle of the day. And then the day after, because just in case I felt like crap, which I'm glad I did because I laid in bed and slept all day. So I had those two days off. Then I already had scheduled April 5th and April 6th off. So this coming Monday and Tuesday, because the 6th is my birthday. And I'm like, I'm taking a long weekend. So I have those two days off. Now my next vaccine is scheduled for the 20th at seven in the morning. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to work that day knowing full well I'm not gonna work that day I'm gonna go get the shot come home and be like okay I need to call off the rest of the day I'm sure that's gonna happen but I already scheduled the next day off because I've heard everybody's like that the second shot's a doozy go ahead and just Mm -hmm. accept the fact that you don't you're not gonna feel good so I took those two days off okay well one technically And I'm like, when am I supposed to fit in this other doctor's appointment? Because I'm training six people at work right now. So I can't just like leave all the time. And that's six days this month. (laughs) And so I'm like, I don't want to make another doctor's appointment. And then they're probably going to say, you have to go to the ear doctor, you know, nose throat, whatever doctor. That's another appointment. And I have a nine-year-old son that I have to either take out of school with me or it's just, it's too much. dude. So I'm just like, I guess I have vertigo now forever and ever until it magically disappears. 
And then the whole time I'm going to be thinking it's probably a brain tumor or I probably had a stroke or my spinal column is probably pressing on some nerve that's causing me to have, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I know. It's my life. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I know it's, I, at the same time, it's like, God, like who can afford in this country to keep with all these appointments and like, um, I know. Because it's always something. There's always a follow-up. I have to have a follow-up um, about another week because I just got, like, new medication. Yeah. And then there was some kind of – some other stuff that I have to get an ultrasound for. And I'm like, well, great. I have to wait two weeks. And, again, like you're saying, I'm, like, running through my head. Well, what could that be? <laughs> right. And, right. Uh, yeah. Um, and I and try not other... to be that way, but it's hard. Yeah, I try not to either. But, like – and that's another down thing about just – being home all the time like I have four dogs and mm. they keep me, they keep me busy I could show you hang on let me see if I can do this without yeah here's Max Aww. he's a sleepy that beagle oh he's a beagle <laughs> but that's the other thing with having time on my hands all I can do is think about that stuff right and yeah it's 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 crazy man like I don't know. At the same time, like, I'm so thankful that I can finally get into the doctor yes. and stuff. It's one of the fun, who's, I can't remember who said it, but <laughs> I think it was maybe a friend of mine. They're like, I want to get my anxiety medication because I have anxiety, but I have too much anxiety to call my doctor to get my anxiety medication. Yeah. That's completely true. It is true. And then for me, being paranoid about taking new medicines, I'm always afraid of how mm. it's going to make me feel. Yeah. So if I were to try something like that, then it would make me feel funny because it does until mm. your body adjusts to it. And then I'd be like, oh, I'd take one pill and be like, nope, I can't take that because I feel weird. It's this whole thing. That's why oh, like, yeah. I try, I really, I don't take, um, I take like Prilosec. That's my one thing that I take to keep mm. from getting uh, ulcers again that I had a few years ago. But even that, I don't take, I don't take it every day. Like I just, I go through these, like if I start feeling weird, then I quit taking all my vitamins and stuff. Cause I'm like, maybe the vitamins are, are causing something or whatever. It's a whole thing. Like, I wish I had the best doctor in the world just live at my house so that they could constantly be like, Tara, you're not dying. This is anxiety or whatever, you know? Yeah, I'm always like, I'm probably dying of something <laughs> that they just haven't figured out yet. I know. It's awful. It's an it awful is. way to live. I think that's, I don't know, that must be something that you, some of us come into the older we get. I don't know. It's... Yeah. Although I feel like I was like this also in my 20s. In fact, I know I was because my friend Kathy, who she's a bit older than me. Not a lot, lot, but she's a bit older than me. So she's sort of like a big sister slash kind of mother, mother to me. And the other day when I was getting ready to go get my shot, I'm like, I was a nervous wreck, you know? And I'm like, will you please pray for me? She's kind of like my spiritual mother, I guess you'd call it. Like, will you please pray for me? I'm completely stressing out. She's like, honey, you've been like this since I known you and everything always is okay, right? I'm like, yeah, but, and she's like, <laughs> It's going to be fine, but 
but yes, I'll pray for you. <laughs> and that's what I needed to hear because, it, and it's true. It's like, I always stress out about this stuff and then it always goes fine. But you know, there's sometimes things don't go fine for people. So like my mom's famous saying is it all works out. And I'm like, yeah, but sometimes the working out is that the person died. Like that's how it worked out or that you lost your job or that your house burnt down. Like that's how it works out sometimes. Like everybody doesn't get a happy ending. So yeah. stop saying that because it's offensive to me, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it doesn't always work out. That's the one. I think that's the one thing across all religions and philosophies is you can't really justify why I'm sitting here able to talk with you right now, even though we have our problems, but there's someone else out there like without a house, right? Starving, but didn't do anything maybe necessarily to put themselves in that position. And exactly. it's just, life is such a weird thing. It doesn't work out for people all the time. Right. It's, it's hard to wrap yeah. our heads around. And I think that's what I get so offended when people say, well, if you just work hard, you just got to work hard. You got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It's like people don't have bad things happen to them just because they're lazy right. or made a bad choice. Like that's not how life works. Some people through no fault of their own had bad cards dealt to them. And mm -hmm. it's real easy for somebody who grew up in a, nice situation to say well just work harder like f you you didn't even work you didn't like work to get 90 percent of what you have and you're telling this person who had all these cards stacked against them to just work harder and it'll all work out like f you like that's so <laughs> offensive to me it makes me so angry yeah there's and and i like i didn't grow up in a, in a perfect environment like where I had you know huge advantages and all this stuff but I know I had more advantages advantages than some people do so to sit there and tell somebody oh well it's your fault that these bad things are happening and just work harder it's like ugh, so gross yeah not everything is plain and simple as people it like sure to. isn't no but, but you know some of the like you were just saying earlier like you're Kind of your spiritual advisor man like i think in my life too some of the best spiritual advice i've been given or you know it's just first of all a listening ear yeah for sure <laughs> really getting the, the core of it sometimes even just being a, a just someone hearing you out for what it is and then mm -hmm. like you said and not judging you for it it's gonna yeah and somehow you know it's gonna it's gonna be okay it, might, it really might, helps it really does help at least yeah. just to soothe the situation. But yeah. yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of people that have ran into my life where they're like, well, you know, you got to do this and that. I'm like, well, that's, you know, <laughs> easier said than done. And then, you know, the people with power right. most of the time have a little bit of wealth to, to go off. So, you know, and that wealth wasn't self-earned usually it's like mm -hmm. you were already in a family that had wealth and so you started you, you started on third base and everybody else is still in the dugout waiting there you know what i mean like it's kind yeah. of insulting it's it's not kind of insulting it's extremely insulting for people mm -hmm. who have started out with the home run you know telling the guy that they won't even let play on the team that he needs to just work harder. It's like, you know, whatever, dude. And and 
you know, like you were saying about the listening thing, I feel like we all have those people in our lives that will let us unload stuff on them and they'll let you kind of be neurotic for a little bit about stuff. And then they're like, okay, that's enough. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Let's, let's be rational here. You're not dying of a brain tumor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think part of listening is also, uh, not letting somebody get too deep in their um, self-pity because sure. we all have a tendency to get there sometimes, you know, and I, and, and it's like, I know, I know for like people in my life, like I'll let you feel sorry for yourself for a while because we all need to do that. Sometimes like we all have to have that, like, Oh, woe is me. My life sucks. I suck. Everything sucks. I'm probably going to die on the street and blah, 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 blah. You can do that for a little while. And then after a while, I'm like, dude, come on. Like, just stop. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the same old, same old song and dance. Right. Then. Like, you know, let's, let's just stop with the pity party and let's figure this out. Like, this, this is not getting us anywhere. And right. I, get in that, I get in that rut. I do. There's some days where you just feel like, I don't know what my purpose is here. Nobody cares about any of this crap that I'm spending all of this time and all of this energy doing, and I suck at it anyways. And no, you know, you just get into that vibe. And if somebody doesn't like snap you out of it, kind of in one way or the other, either, either some random person tells you something that makes you go, okay, well, I guess maybe I don't suck that bad. Or someone straight up says, you just fucking knock it off. Like that's, you're being stupid right now. Like sometimes yeah. you need that, you know? But... Absolutely. A rude awakening can be mm -hmm. a good thing. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you'll go down that rabbit hole and it's, it's just it's difficult to get out of it, man. I, I know. And even like, I mean, that, I don't know. It seems so simple and so stupid, but it, it works for me. I'm not saying this works for everybody, but someone just said like, get out and just like take a walk, like, like get out. Yeah. Refocus get, on something. Yeah. Get out outside. And I was like, well, whatever. But he's like, if, if you can just get yourself out of bed, trust mm -hmm. me, like just like walk around the block or something. I ended up walking like a long ass time. And I was like, you know what? This is kind of nice. Like I'm seeing things again. I'm like seeing just a little noticing little things yeah. around the neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, I, I remember why I like being around, you know, it's like just yeah, yeah, yeah. certain little things. That's not, that's not a long-term uh, cure for that feeling by any means, but sure. just like these little short-term solutions. But yeah, I mean, I wish I had all the answers. Cause I mean, you know, right. don't we all? It's like, yeah. I mean, I wish I knew cause like, I don't like medication as an accident as a, mm -hmm. next to the next person, you know, but also there's therapy and there's, there's all sure. kinds of stuff to do. Spiritual, sure. spiritual work uh, has helped me mm -hmm. out a lot. And yeah, but it's, God, how did we get on this subject? <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I feel like we're not, I, I was whining about anxiety probably. Oh, but yeah, I, 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 I think that more people feel like this than don't. I agree. You know, I think that so many people, I talked about this a little bit with um, a friend the other day. It's like, so many people put on this facade that they're happy and like my marriage is great and my child is perfect and I love my career 
And then, but the reality of it is they don't really like their spouse. Their kid is like not listening to them and screaming and hollering and their room's a mess and they don't like their job because it's stressful and blah, 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 blah. But they put, put on this fake facade that everything's great. And to me, not only is that lying to yourself because you know how you really feel, yeah. but you're making people who don't feel that way and don't have that life feel like something's wrong with them because they don't feel that way. Like, what do they call it? Like toxic positivity? Yeah. You know, it's one thing to say, okay, chin up, man. We got this. Let's be positive. Let's make today great. And then there's another to just be in this weird denial of like, no, everything's perfect. But you're like wanting to slit your wrists all day long. You know, like there's that fine line between being real and coping, I guess. But I remember one time I was talking to my dad on the phone and um, he was just bitching and moaning and whining and life sucks and just nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And finally, I just said, oh, my God, stop feeling sorry for yourself. And he goes, well, if I don't, who will? And that struck me so funny. Like I busted out laughing, which I'm sure not did, did not make him feel pleasant, but it was just such a like self pity. Oh, woe is me thing that it made me laugh so hard. So every once in a while, like when I'm like being morose about something or other and Michael, you know, Michael bring that up, like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. And like, I'll be like, yeah, but if I don't, who will? Cause it was just such a like self-pitying thing to say. And I mean, we, we all feel like that though. Sometimes like that nobody Mm -hmm. really cares and whatever, but it was just, you get, you do get to that point where you're just like, Oh my God, I'm so annoying. Even to myself, like get over it, knock it off. Like quit being such a like, pussy or whatever i don't know (laughs) no that's suck it up like you know we're (laughs) fortunate we're fortunate enough to have like good good support system yeah you know in that respect and like and you're a writer too maybe you've done this like sometimes like when i'm I'm in that funk like that like because no one else will give a shit (laughs) like fuck the world like you ever just like just all of a sudden just get out like i'm i'm old school so i still have the notebooks and pen but i'll start Mm -hmm. like doing some poetry or something it's like get that motion out and it might suck i don't care like i'll just like crumple mm-hmm. up and throw it away but like just getting that out on like pen and paper or like laptop typewriter yeah. whatever whatever your thing is like that's kind of therapy yeah. too yeah. if you don't have someone to like talk to you know immediately you know i think that's like a yeah i think for for me um i mean i'm a huge i'm i'm a huge uh prayer prayer I like to pray so I do it on and off all day long anytime something comes into my mind or if I see somebody post something awful you know a lot of people a lot of people are always asking for prayer and I never and I'm not saying this because I think I'm cool or self-righteous or anything like that but if I see somebody asking for help I don't not say a prayer for them because to me that's like I know a lot of people don't believe in it and that's fine you don't have to believe in anything I don't care 
But I just think even if you don't believe in it, the fact that somebody in the world is thinking something positive for you means something, even if it's electricity in the air. I don't know. But I agree. Um, I think that's I think that's a gift if someone seeks it out. You know, I I can think of you know, like uh people just uh whether well whether it's advice or just people opening up to you in general. Yeah and telling you something so emotional where they need prayer. I think like for me, that's like kind of a blessing to me, even though sometimes it can be, you can carry on that. that yeah, it's hard, it hurts. Heart. Yeah. But I think still though, I think that's something that I'm definitely thankful that I've had in the past or, or in the future and present of people asking if they do ask for a prayer or something from me that I'll certainly do it. I have this, uh, hold on, let me show you something on this subject. Sure. But like I have my altar here where mm -hmm. um can't really kind of see it too well but um oh cool dr john but um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean not that i'm like a, a spiritual guru by any means but right. certainly if, if people need a prayer or something like yeah that just i'm totally like go out of my way to do that you know just i just think i can't fix anybody's problems for them I mean, I wish I could. So, like, sometimes you see people who are suffering really, really dark stuff, and there's there's literally nothing I can do, but I can think about them and I can direct positive energy and healing and like hope that their circumstances change. And yep. you know, whether it makes, I, I mean, I know for myself, when people tell me I'm praying for you and mean it that means something to me. Like that I know that that person cares enough about me to spend that, even if it's 30, 20 seconds, 10 seconds, whatever. That mm -hmm. means something to me. Um, and it does make me feel better because I'm like, okay, that person's rooting for me. Okay, so I, I know I've got my pack of people back here with me, even if yeah. they're not really here, they're here, you know? So that, I mean, I think that there's, um, I think that there's power in that mentally, even beyond, you don't have to believe that there's a God listening to this. You don't have to believe that. I believe that that's my personal belief, but, um, I just think that it's a, a good place to be in where you see somebody else suffering and you take the focus off yourself for however long, whether it's just a 10 second prayer or you spend five hours on face down on the carpet praying for this person, you're taking the focus off yourself for a minute to focus it on somebody else. So I think that's positive. And another mm -hmm. thing is that um, I don't necessarily go and work on any writing or anything like that when I'm feeling like that. I more do sort of like escapist, um, I guess you'd call it sort of daydreaming where I'll come up with stories in my head of whatever. Um, I do this a lot when I walk, which I haven't been walking a ton lately, which bums me out because that, like you were saying, just getting out of the house and walking, I think that your body kind of burns off those chemicals that cause anxiety and stuff like that when you use your body. So it's behooves you if you're stressed out to do some sort of exercise. But, yeah, um, it's a healthy I, form of adrenaline. Sure. And it's like almost meditative, you know what I mean? Mm. Because your brain, like, especially if you're doing something difficult, your brain can't really 
sit around feeling sorry for yourself or like worrying if you're doing like Taibo for 30 minutes because you're trying to breathe and not fall yep. over. But um, so I more do, I think I more do kind of stuff like that, like escapist um, sort of daydreams or I come up with a lot of stories when I walk too because there's nothing to do when you're walking, but mm-hmm. be in your own head. So, and I like to walk by myself. So I kind of come up with a lot of stories that way. So it's sort of the same thing. I just don't actually physically type or write anything down. I was going to ask you about that. Cause that's, um, that's something I really agree with too. Like if I'm by myself walking or yeah. the days that I used to just go to bars and be that weirdo <laughs> with a notebook. <laughs> but again, that's like, I got the best ideas, like being by yourself. Yeah, for, for sure. Like, you know, you don't have, you don't have any distractions per se. Yeah. So it's keeping the gears moving. And I think that's the, that's the thing, man. It's like keeping yourself occupied. That's why I love cooking too, is because of, same thing it's creative but it's also you feel like you're doing something yeah to spread positive joy and love and it's it keeps your keeps your mind focused and it's a it's a healthy outlet yeah that's a healthy outlet for you i have a horrible relationship with food so oh if i could no you don't need to apologize for that i love food and hate it at the same time like if i could illuminate um having to eat I would but not because I don't like food but just because I have a weird thing with it but um but I can definitely yeah I definitely because you're nurturing somebody when you're like I love cooking for people I'm not a good cook or anything like that but I you know it feels good to feed people and make them happy and that's definitely cool yeah, I like that. If if it's just me, yeah, I'm definitely not going all out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm cooking for people, and I've, I've worked in restaurants and stuff. So that, but it, that's such a fast pace kind of thing. Like yeah, but it's yeah, it's fun. I mean, there's God, there's so many outlets. And and sorry if I backtrack on that, but the the spiritual side of it, I love that mm. because you can do whatever you want spiritually. It doesn't maybe you don't even have to be spiritual. But if you just take time to sort of meditate or um, light a candle, like I like to do on my altar, you know, that's another thing where you feel like you're putting out that positive energy, right? So it's just getting your mind frame in that positive energy. Some atheists will do sort of uh, ritualistic things where it's just getting your mind frame in the right space, Mm -hmm. clearing your head of the stress. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, but I mean, as long as you're coming from a positive outlook, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of options. We just... We sometimes forget about it when we're just in that For dark sure. place. You know? Yeah. And even the whole walking thing, like when this whole pandemic started, like I was having some health problems because um, I have a metabolic disease. Stupid. I mean, it's not stupid. It is what it is, but it's aggravating to me. So basically that's one of the things like I have a bad relationship with food because of the metabolic disease and my body processes food weird. And that's okay. hence the reason I need to lose weight and it's a massive struggle. It's been a massive struggle my entire life, blah, 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 blah. So if I could just not eat, then I would be happier because there's all this guilt associated with it and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, mm-hmm. where, what was my point? uh what oh they're walking so So when this whole this whole pandemic started 
I was not feeling very well and went to my endocrinologist and you know, she's like, you've got to lose weight. You've got to get exercise. So I just started walking every night and it became this awesome, totally escapist. Like it's dark. I'm out walking by myself. I prefer to walk by myself just because like, again, you can disconnect and just, it becomes this like meditative thing. I would hmm. work out whole story plots in my head that I never would have come up with just sitting at the computer because your brain kind of starts in one place and goes to another place and, and stuff yep. like that. And so I was doing that like three and four times a day. I would go walk in the morning. I would go on my lunch break. I would go after work. And then I, my favorite time would be in the dark at night, you know, and then I started doing that. And then I started doing Taibo again, which I freaking love Taibo. It's hard, but I love it. And so I was doing all this stuff and I was feeling super positive and like that anxiety had gone away. And, you know, because your body's working out those chemicals that just sit in your system otherwise. And so it was like all this positive stuff. And then it got hot here. Yeah. Now, I am not that person that is going to go walking when it's 115 degrees. It's miserable. I hate it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not. So then I'm like, okay, well, I'll just do Taibo, right? You can't walk. I'll just do Taibo. Then I hurt my back because I have this whole thing with my spine. And so the doctor's like, stop doing Taibo. So then you get out of the routine of all of it. I can't go walking because it's too hot. I can't do Taibo because my legs are going numb. <laughs> so then you get out of the habit of doing it. And so that's where I kind of am now where I'm like, I'm trying to get back into it. But once you get out of the habit of that stuff, it's really hard when you're like, yeah, but I could just sit here and watch Hell's Kitchen on TV instead of go for a five mile walk, you know? Oh, and then sure. of course now it's getting hot again. It was like 92 or something here today. So it's just this whole clusterfuck of stupid, basically. Yeah, it's... Ooh. You're speaking to my heart on all these subjects because like yeah i'm in new orleans so like it's mm -hmm. it's starting to get it's starting to get hot well y'all have this beat on the the heat temperature but like it's humid down here so it's like it's all miserable yeah it gets nasty it's not and a competition like, yeah exactly so like yeah it's the same thing i'm like uh i could go outside and just melt uh, or i could yeah. put on another dark shadows on prime exactly <laughs> But that's not exercising and, my body. Exactly. And it's not good for me. And all of a sudden, I'm just like another slug. But I'm trying to like no, do more. It. I'm trying to like, now I'm, I'm again trying to like get out there and do it. And I like, we have these like, um, I have like peppers and basil and uh, rosemary and stuff in the backyard. So I'm like that's watering cool. those, kind of like trying to keep track of that every day. So there's stuff yeah. to keep occupied. But yeah, yeah I. I definitely need to get back into the, the exercise regimen. Practice yeah, <laughs> I know. And, you know, it, because of the whole metabolic thing, like if I don't watch every single thing I eat and exercise, I just automatically gain weight. So it's like super frustrating. So then you're just like, well, why should I starve myself all the time and be miserable when it's not making me really lose any weight anyways? And then you go crazy the other way and you're like, well, I'm going to eat pizza for dinner and I'm going to eat, you know, a muffin for breakfast and who cares? And then you're like, oh, I just gained 15 pounds in two weeks. Awesome. 
it's this whole thing. And that's why I'm like, I wish I could sort of like be an AI or something <laughs> like a humanistic AI, like the ones in like AI, the movie where you look like a human and feel like a human and all that stuff, but your body is a robot. That I would, would love, be fantastic. Yeah, I would love, um, let's see, if we could take maybe 29, 31-year-old Ryan and just, like, get that body back. Ugh, but, yeah. but but composite the, the knowledge that I have now. Exactly. Like, download <laughs> this into, like, yeah. a new... Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, and I've never had the body I, I wanted to have anyway. So it's, like, a whole thing. Like, my I have a whole mental thing about Oops, this i've been through therapy they don't they can't fix it it is it, it's like i'm I'll, I'll be 49 in like a couple days and i'm like okay i still haven't fixed this issue i've literally been praying about since i was in kindergarten mm. so is it ever going to be fixed probably not i'm probably yeah. going to die hating the body that i'm in and regretting that I didn't starve myself more. That's really depressing. It's discouraging. Wow. That's super depressing. I just said that. That's really depressing. Yeah, but like, that. yeah, I mean, God, I mean, wow. it's discouraging <laughs> going back to that. Yeah, you don't see results. So it's like, why bother? Like, yeah, yeah I know it is. It, it's hard. It's totally hard. I mean, and I then wish... people people are always like, just eat less and just no. exercise more. It's like, but that, that doesn't, doesn't work. work. It doesn't work. And my like work. my endocrinologist gets it. My endocrinologist is like, with your system, if you lose a pound, you're doing well. And it's like, that's so depressing. Like people don't get how depressing that. Like people who are overweight because they just kind of got lazy. And if they just eat right, they drop 30 pounds. Don't get how depressing that is for somebody yep. who needs to lose like a lot of weight. And that has physical, like medical things against them. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think people get how hard that is. And most people sort of view overweight people as like, well, you're just lazy and you eat too much. Not yeah, necessarily. There's still, there's still that stigma to it. Like I, I, I'm not putting myself in, in, in your shoes by any means or anything, but I, I empathize. I mean, I just, I have like medications for like high blood pressure and cholesterol. Yeah. Uh, it does restrict me from certain things just cause I can't uh, right. be too active without my heart exploding. But like, um, right. but yeah, it's like scary. miserable and it sucks. Cause like, but you know, I probably brought it to myself with my past, but, but that's a whole nother subject, but like, and, yeah. And that's not fair to do to yourself either. Like, I, and I'm sure you're the exact same way. I don't judge anybody even remotely harshly as I judge myself. Like, I don't look at other people and go, you should do X, Y, Z. Like, I just don't do that. But like to myself, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> what, you know, like I, you get up and, and eat one wrong thing and that's it the rest of the day. That's all I wow. think about is that I already failed. It's eight o'clock in the morning and I failed. Wow. You know what I mean? Like that's, and it's yeah. been this way my entire life. I can't remember a time in my life that I didn't think that way. And then, you, you know, you had people reinforcing it by telling you that. Mm -hmm. So how do you fix that? I don't know how to fix that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wish there, I wish there was things I could erase that stuck yeah. out of ass like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you, hard. You know, you, uh, what is it? You know, the human, human psyche, the human brain is going to remember a bad experience over a good experience. And sure. That sucks. Every time. I, I think more about the bad stuff that has been told to me as opposed to like, hey, you're a great, you're a great guy. Right, <laughs> like, right. Okay, thank you. And then like, I just, you know, I forget about that. But I'll right. certainly think about how someone said, man, your shoes fucking suck. You know, like. <laughs> right, of course. Well, and like, you know, there being like an overweight person or whatever, especially I feel like it's worse for girls. Yeah. Um, there's always this thing. I mean, uh, I remember this boy telling me one time, oh, if you looked like such and such, I'd marry you. It had nothing to do with my personality. You know, so like people say shit like this all the time or just it happens all the time. Like it happened. Very first project festival. I'm walking through the crowd. Somebody yells, lose weight at me. Like Jesus Christ. So this shit's always in your head. And so you want to talk about social anxiety. If you're already sort of an anxious person and then you have it in the back of your mind that everybody's looking at you like, oh my God, I thought she looked different than that. You know, why would I want to go play a show? Why would I want to go do this, 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 or like whatever? Because that's always, it's already going in my brain anyways without anybody saying a word. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if it's already playing in my mind that I'm not good enough, Mm -hmm. And if somebody re like reinforces it by saying something, it, it's a whole thing, you know? Yeah. I, and it, it's always there. It's literally, that's, it's, it's always in my brain 20 is if I'm awake, that's that loop is going in my brain. And even when my, and I, in my dreams, in my dreams, I'm insecure. I it, it's never escapes me. I'm never confident ever. There's never a dream I have where I'm like, I'm the, I'm the bomb. Like, doesn't happen. Never. So in my wakeful life, I'm like, I suck. <laughs> and in my sleep, I'm like, I suck. <laughs> it sucks. It really sucks. I don't know how to fix that. Well, you don't, really don't for what it's worth. But I will say, Debatable. yeah, I mean, women, yeah, women in music and on stage are just you know you do a photo shoot or whatever you're in the you're in the yeah. social or just just in everyday life have it so much worse i know it's people will people will like shout shit out at, at women i've seen more yeah. often than guys like you know it's just it fucking so I, I can't believe yeah. we're in this time of day and all this like horrible shit still going on but yeah i i wish i i wish i knew the answers for you because i that's know hard like i hope you don't feel i wish that i did too i wish i had i wish i could fix that i don't know how to fix it i've been you know like i said i've been to therapy and people can tell you well don't think that way about yourself and here's some tools to help you not think that way about yourself but i feel like when it's so ingrained in you mm -hmm. that it's like who you are at some point well it's it's happened over a long period of time. So there's, yeah. that's, that's, I did therapy too for a while. And I, I got, I did not get along with my therapist. I didn't dislike the guy, but it definitely kind of dissuaded me from going back to it. And the fact that 
he was just like, <laughs> I would sit down and I was ready to like, just, you know, you suppress these things. So you need some sort sure. of, you need something. He'd be like, so how are you feeling today? I'm like, you know, yada, yada, yada. So why are you sad? <laughs> if like, I fucking knew that. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why, would I, why would I be sitting here if I had something as simple of a fucking answer? Right. As that shit. I'm like, is this how it always is? Like, right. all right, dude, like, you're like, you're gonna need to dig a little bit deeper here, like, like, uh, probe for a little bit more further questioning. Let's get into some synopsis of like uh, some early years. Maybe let's talk about, you know, the Hellraiser yeah. movies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, know. But yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. But and, again, modern medicine and psychology, uh, psychiatric medicine doesn't, it, no, every person is different. Sure. The chemical makeup of us is different in some mm-hmm. ways. It's like, can't, there's no possible answer. We, if we were all wired the same way, we would have an answer. Right. But it's just, it sucks to me and it makes me hurt that, you know, like my friends still hurt and I hurt. Yeah. But it's just, damn, I we, know. Keep, it's not we fair. keep going. But And like, I look at, like, I look at you, I look at my friends and I'm just like, but you're so awesome. Like, don't, you know what I mean? And it's like I wish I could fix that I don't know how to fix it that's that's I mean obviously it's not me to fix it but I don't want people to feel like that yeah uh uh, yeah I'm that empath too man it's like yeah I I will try to fix somebody before trying to fix myself and I think that's kind of fucked me up maybe for a lot of years because I focused a lot of attention maybe on people that didn't didn't deserve it necessarily Right. right put myself in harm's way but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing but yeah Yeah. uh, I don't know and you know like I'm I feel like I'm I'm like hyper aware of my motivations for 99% of what I say think and do but this one thing I can't fix and I don't like where did it come from what started it like I don't know the root what it is the root yeah, of the... i don't know and and even if i did know at this point can you fix it i don't know it's weird that's and that's something too i think about like the deranged mind of me saying like if you didn't go through all this fucked up shit and make all these fucked up decisions what if you have been the person you are now which you somewhat like <laughs> but right, right, right. more so the people that you've met along the way because of these decisions. Yeah. The, the good ones, but also, I mean, at my worst, I create some of my favorite shit. <laughs> and, yeah. and you start to hone in on, well, do I have to be this fucked up person in order to create this art? And you get into that mind space. Yeah. But getting to the root. Yeah. I mean, shit. I don't know. I think that's, that's why the psychiatrists get paid the dollars that I'll never they make. sure do. You know, what happened to me is, my last therapist, because I've been to two. The first one I liked a lot, but she was very um, clinical, you know, but and not in a bad way, but just very professional. The last lady that I went to, I liked her so much that we ended up just kind of becoming friends. And so I would go there and we would just talk to each other as friends, as opposed to like, let's dig into this problem. Like it yeah. got to the point where I felt like I'm just coming here to hang out. I'm not really fixing anything I'm just talking to her like I would you or my friend Stephanie or Shelby or whoever 
she knew all this stuff about my personal life. I knew some stuff about her personal life because we would relate stories to each other. So it kind of became this weird thing. So I just quit going because I'm like, this isn't really doing anything that I wouldn't get from talking to my friend, you know, but she did. Yeah. I mean, she had some really great insights, but um, of course, and like, you know, had me work on some stuff that I think really super helped. But again, it just kind of became this, like, I'm just hanging out with my buddy right now and paying her money. Like, it was weird. <laughs> like she, like I brought her books and CDs, like, cause we would talk about everything. And she's like, oh, I want to hear your books or re read your books and stuff. And, you know, just, it became this. That's so cool. Hang I, yeah, it was, I mean, she's a great woman. Um, she's since moved out of state, but, and actually a friend of mine um, sees her now on, cause she, you, she does online also, but I just think that, I thought that was funny. That's but, so yeah, neat. I don't, I'm like weird like that though. I make friends with freaking everybody. It's kind of bizarre, like doctors and stuff I go to. I end up telling them like every personal thing about my life and then, weird <laughs> i love hey it's and i don't know i was saying earlier like i get anxiety about just talking to people but like sometimes in the right mode like i love to just hear people out like yeah, yeah i'll give i'll give everyone time of day i yeah as long as you're not like racist or sure of course transphobic homophobic you know all that shit like yeah i know well, it's funny i think it was yesterday i made a post and i just said just be nice to people that's all and then, of course, like, I mean, I love this guy, but he said something like, except for racists and such and such. I'm like, bro, I'm not talking about that. Like, yeah, don't turn this into something like that again. Like, obviously, I don't mean to be like buddy, buddy, chummy, chummy, nice with racists and like pedophiles. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. It's just a general pay it yeah, for positivity. Just be nice to people. Like, yeah. don't go out of your way to be a dick. That's all I meant. Exactly. Don't turn it into some weird thing. <laughs> i know sometimes it's you know stepping stones like that seem so fun right like you, you can tell people like you know try everything try to try to meet a new friend you thought you would never meet a new friend before and yeah try to do all these things and it's like uh i hope we can get back there someday i mean it's so crazy now with the world i don't know i know and like yeah things are definitely different i don't know that everything will go back to how it was. I don't think I mean, so. it, I think we'll go back to going out and doing things, but I think it's got, it has to have had a psychological effect, you know? Well, yeah. I, I will say this, like they just started a uh, phase three down here in New Orleans. And um, already I've been hearing from friends down the French quarter that there's like 60% of out of towners coming down because they have restrictions in their States and they're not wearing masks and you know uh, we'll be right back where we were yeah that's that's what my feeling was i mean but i mean i started to open up music uh venues again and stuff which which trust me i wish i could go out and uh start doing that again but i, I want to wait till i get my shots and right even then i'll wear my mask because i think yeah we're not gonna stop wearing those yeah but i think there's still after this after everything's let's say like in a perfect world right like everyone's vaccinated everyone's good mm -hmm. and then we're back on track however long that might take i think there's still going to be like 
you know, no one's going to really like, I don't know how to, how to describe it, like shake hands or like shake hands with a stranger or not that many people probably do that anyway, but like, there's going to be this always sort of underlying thing of like, yeah, for sure. Getting too close or, or something. I think it's, it's, uh, it's going to be Do you do this too, where you watch TV shows that are pre-pandemic and you see people like sharing a drink, like drinking out of the same cup or like going (laughs) up to a stranger and hugging them. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Or like you take a bite of something and then give the person a bite of it. I'm like, don't do that. But if you think about that, it's kind of crazy to do that. Yeah. I was just thinking too, like, uh, you know, it's not uncommon anywhere in the U S but down here too, you know, we got a lot of homeless and like, you know, if, if, if I'm out to eat at a restaurant, which I don't really do anymore, but right. you know, I, I would give, I would give my leftovers to people for sure. Yeah. And I wonder if even that is a faux pas. Now I, I heard, um, there's a, there's a big homeless population down here. And then someone was telling me today that they saw cops citating people for, hanging out and uh they're trying to trying to move everybody out i'm like where are you gonna put them like where, where are you gonna same I mean, thing happens here there's a huge homeless population in phoenix like, and tempe and mesa yeah oh. um and it's kind of the same thing like they'll run them out of one place and then they'll just go someplace else and then they run them out of there and then they go someplace else so it's kind of like there i don't know what the answer is you know i don't know how you fix that yeah but it's it's really sad um i don't know how you fix it though i really you know i yeah, have no I, answers i have i don't have the answers either and sometimes it's you know we have a lot of homeless that are um maybe um have problems you know yeah uh, some psychological or yeah stuff mm-hmm. like that or don't have that can help and right before you know it you know what do you do and it's, right uh, exactly it's sad though. If you but can't try- take care of yourself. Yeah. And I, so I try to help, but I wonder if even that might be an issue of like, you know, to go boxes and stuff or I, there's so much to think about, but. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a sad state of affairs. I don't know. I don't know how to fix any of it. Yeah. There's people that are a lot smarter than me that have better. I mean, they have ideas, <laughs> you know, but the problem is, it seems like so many people in our society are just like, I don't want to help them. Let them help themselves. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you hear you hear stuff like that all the time. I'm not going to have my tax dollars pay for your health insurance. Like, the the thing that disturbs me a lot of a, a lot of the time is um, that people that who claim to be Christian say these things, and I'm like. That's not a Christian principle in any way, shape, or form. So I don't know how you can justify calling yourself that if that's what you think. Like, where's the disconnect? Like, I'm a Christian. I believe in helping people. Why? I don't know how that's not a Christian principle. But then they call you things like a socialist and a communist and everything. And I'm like, I guess you don't read the Bible because... Jesus clearly said, take care of the poor. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. so, it's such a weird thing to me. Don't call yourself that if you're not following those beliefs. It's just weird. I don't get it. 
love thy brother and you know uh, there's um down here i mean i haven't been able to go to it with the pandemic but my temple um i guess you could say you know i I follow a spirituality of uh new orleans voodoo which is Mm -hmm. uh, also has catholicism kind of intertwined in it Mm -hmm. uh i won't go trying to explain it to everybody because i'll will put us here for another three hours uh but i will say it's a positive thing if there's any misconceptions out there it's a Mm -hmm. spiritual thing it's about the ancestors but um i will say like you said uh i love everyone forever all their beliefs uh the only people that come against me that are they're saying they're christians are usually the ones that don't read the literature and I've read the literature and can kind of call them on it. Cause I'm, right. I'm like, you know, like this is uh, not what you should be. You shouldn't be judging. And um, I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, there's a lot of people lose the fundamentals very quickly. And it's sad. For sure. And I, and, and I would never, ever claim to be a perfect follower. We all make mistakes or whatever. That's the whole point of it. Like, that's literally the point of it. You can't be perfect. That's the point of Christianity. And so for people who claim to follow Christ or whatever, to be so judgmental and so, it's so disappointing to me. Like it literally hurts my heart to know that I'm being lumped in with people who are okay with taking children and putting them in cages because they don't live in this country. Like that makes me physically ill. Yeah. Because I'm not like that. And it's almost like there needs to be some kind of separate (laughs) name for it or something. I don't, it's, it's such, it's so disturbing to me and it's aggravating to me because I don't, I don't know how you can claim to follow the same person and have completely different takes on it. Like, I understand the little intricacies of little differences, but such extreme differences, it's like, I question whether we're following the same spirit. My spirit wants to help people though, and yours is saying it's okay to lock them in cages. That's all I'll say on the matter. Right. Well, it gets into the using spiritualism, a religion, as a platform for an agenda. Yes. And that's and that's where the the misconception, like again, like you can't lump everyone into one category. Right. And you know, I, I remember saying at the beginning of this that I wasn't going to get into religion. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> yeah, but we're not doing it in a jerk way. I don't think. No, I don't. I think it's a civil conversation, but, uh, yeah, we're not being jerks about it. Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, again, it, it it plateaus and it parallels with so many things of, of sort of a, an agenda used or, you know, you can't say, so I knew one guy that liked the color green and he was a jerk. So I hate the color, right. You know, in, in simple to, in simple terms, uh, that would be kind of my thing. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never had hatred for any religion, and I hope everybody else too. Like, you know, it's right. Let's just That's how all, I feel too. Let's if we can all accept one each other as long as we're not committing crimes and 
Right. You know, I mean, there's Being so much disrespectful. Stri- yeah. Yeah. There's a way this can all work and we can all be happy. It's just. Sure. And that's how it should be. Like, you know, I feel like with any philosophy or whatever, just don't be a dick. Like it really all just boils down to that. Stop being a dick about it. Like you can, you can not like the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. I'm okay with that. Just don't be a dick about it. You can, you can have your religious beliefs. Don't be a dick about somebody else's. Like it's not that complicated. It really isn't that complicated. So I don't, that's why it like aggravates me because I don't understand the illogical thought process of some people and it it, it's especially frustrating to me when it's people close to me who I know are good people so it confuses me why they have certain opinions like it's very aggravating to me but Mm -hmm. again I'm never going to figure that out so you know I try really hard not to be a dick I fail sometimes I'm a dick I know that but I try really hard not to be. <laughs> we're, we're human. Yeah. As long yeah. as we're not, as long as we're not trying to be assholes, you know. Yeah, and I will apologize to somebody if I've done them wrong. I try, I try to own it, but you know, we all fail, which is exactly the point of my religion in the first place. Well, if exactly. We be, if we could be perfect, we wouldn't need a sacrificial lamb, correct? That's the whole point of the whole thing. So, and hey, it's Good Friday. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess maybe, maybe this was in the back. Actually, I really did see some really offensive stuff about Jesus today online. And I just had to walk on by because people are mean and they don't get it. So that's okay. But, you know, they, um, they do a really, well, not this year, but they do a really cool, um, Easter parade down here. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's in the French Quarter, and get this: this is this is what I'm saying. Like all religions and everything, embracing people of all walks of life, right? Yeah. So it's actually Chris Owens. I don't know if you're familiar with Chris Owens. Um, Name's familiar. But it, yeah, it's like a it's basically like an LGBTQ parade, mm-hmm. and okay. um, she's like the grand marshal of the parade, and it's cool because you know you'll see rainbow flags and. It's an Easter parade, but it's also embracing, you know, Easter Everybody. and Christianity, Catholicism, yeah. and anybody else who wants to come. And um, it's a nice thing, you know. It's like it's a beautiful getting together of everybody's. Yeah. And the doors aren't shut; the doors are open. You know, like come, come yeah. love. Yeah. And cool. uh, I dig it, man. It's you know, there's so much cool stuff. Like even before, you know, I kind of fell into my spiritualism. I, I went a long road of like going going down things i i wanted yeah. i was generally intrigued and fascinated and want to uh explore a lot of things and uh like my my parents were irish catholic but they didn't baptize me so i was kind of you know i decided to like figure out catholicism on my own mm-hmm. and then you know reading about uh Tao, Zen, mm-hmm. uh read the quran and reading about judaism and things i just kind of went down you know because everything kind of fascinated me ancient egypt you know spirituality mm-hmm. really got me as a young kid and uh fascinated by that and you know there's a lot there's a big beautiful world out there people you don't have to uh 
And you don't have to be afraid of, of it. Exactly. You don't have to believe in it, but you shouldn't be afraid of it. Like, I think some people are so narrow-minded that they think that if they tiptoe into something else, it's going to lead them astray. Well, my yeah. question would be, well, how strong is your faith to begin with if learning about something else is going to deter you from what you believe in? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's crazy to me. So a lot of people get the misconception with me too. They're like, well, right. so you're, you're uh, putting pins and dolls and chopping off heads uh, and <laughs> of chickens and things. I'm like, right. this is what Hollywood is don't doing. Like sure. there's no shit. My priestess, uh, Sally Ann Glassman out there, by the way, if you want to get informed by some uh, New Orleans voodoo, uh, go check her out. Uh, Sally Ann Glassman. Voodoo Visions is her book. But anyway, um, she's a vegan. Like, she's a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and absolutely, there's no, none of that. <laughs> it's just right, an, right, another right, misconception, right. you know. It's, it's, uh, but again, there's like, there's, if everyone was kind of, uh, you don't have to be completely interested like me, but it's fun sure. to dabble around. Just kind of like, you know, if you're scared about it, maybe you just, you know, we got Google on our phones. Maybe just do a couple right. things. You might, you might right. not be so terrified. And, well, and that's just it. Like, there's so much, like, like let's say, like, anti-Muslim. People are so afraid of Muslims, and it's like, then do some research about it. Like, reading about it's not going to do anything to you. Like, we're given brains for a reason. Like, right. instead of being this, this, like, fear of the unknown, maybe get out of your bubble a little bit and do some research and then you're not going to be intimidated or scared by it anymore. You know, it's such a narrow-minded, like weird. And it's the same thing. I mean, I guess because I grew up, you know, like in a small town in the Midwest, everybody's kind of the same. It's like pretty homogenous. Um, everybody kind of blends into this, you know, you were there. It blends into this, everybody's the same thing. And anybody that sticks out is ousted. But they're so afraid. It's like they hate everything that they don't know because they're not around it to realize that it's not a big deal, right? It's well, really easy to dislike people from another country because they're not around them. But if you were around them and you see that they're exactly like you, you're not going to hate them anymore. Like it, it seems completely logical to me that yep. you would come to that conclusion. But yet people don't seem to come to that conclusion. It's really weird. I agree. And it's unfortunately something that's, you know, throughout history. It's, you know, sure. whatever humanity does not understand, it destroys. Yeah, it turns into an enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, includes, that includes each other and that includes other species. And Sure. <laughs> right. We, exactly. We've fucked right. up this planet pretty good. Yeah, I mean, even like something as silly as like you think about snakes or whatever, and there's people that are like, I hate snakes, I hate snakes. Like, how do you hate them? Like, I can understand you not wanting to touch them or run into one when you're out walking in the, the woods or whatever, but to hate them, like, mm -hmm. I don't understand that mentality at all. It's such a weird, weird yeah. thing. I guess maybe I wear the weird ones out because I've always maybe. loved, I love snakes. And then, you know, um, I do have a tattoo of one, but uh, in my spirituality, they're revered as, as very, very holy. 
and uh, also passages of, of souls can come through snakes and stuff like that. But um, that's neither here or there. That's really rich ritual kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but I always loved snakes, even when I was a kid. Before that, and my first pet was a tarantula, and everyone hates spiders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, like it's, it's okay a- to be afraid of them. Yeah. Like I don't want to run I don't want a rattlesnake in my house, okay? I don't want to see one when I'm walking or anything like that. But I don't hate them. Like it's a living being. It didn't choose to be a rattlesnake any more than I chose to be a human being. So why mm-hmm. why on earth would you hate like anything? It's so weird. Fear makes uh, a lot of bad decisions, I yeah. think. True. But again, it goes yeah. to that understanding. Maybe if you knew more snakes I mean, yeah, right. there's, there's certainly some snakes, like, don't get me wrong. I, I don't want something that's going to, like, kill me to be. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Some I snakes... have a healthy respect for it. Stay away. Yeah. Well, <laughs> territorial, right? Like, we're all right. territorial right. Uh, spe- species on this earth. So spiders are the same way, man. Like, some spiders are more, most spiders are completely more afraid of us than we are of them. But again, sure, it's, just, it's just the fear and it's like, the creep angle and you know well i think some of it is innate because snakes can kill us spiders can kill us so like i think some Mm. of that is like your natural instinct to survive yeah you know and i'm you can be scared of snakes all day long like i'm not like the biggest like i don't want to pick them up and all that kind of stuff but i don't hate them (laughs) that's the thing that gets me is when people like i hate them like why are you hating an animal (laughs) it's so weird to me like you can not want to be around it fine but like to hate it that's really weird i think people throw for sure i think people throw the word hate around too loosely these days yeah probably like i I hate mcdonald's so like really do you hate it like you just choose not to go there like fiery burning hatred (laughs) yeah exactly like it it eats you up at the end of the day yeah like like that's all you can think about is like revenge on mcdonald's like what yeah i know by the way, I love McDonald's and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Whatever. <laughs> I hate <laughs> the, big, the Big Mac. Oh, you know what? Funny about McDonald's. I was just cute. I don't know how long we're supposed to go for, but I'm rambling. But um, I don't know. I, we've been sticking usually around two hours, but whatever. We're, we're, we're close to wrapping it up here. But let's, let's okay. keep going. Uh, let me do this anecdote about McDonald's. So... <laughs> You know, as a kid, like McDonald's was like the dream. Yeah. You're like, oh my God. It's my comfort we're going thing. To Mc- yeah. Yeah. Like, we're, we're getting McDonald's tonight. Um, How funny. Like, like the Eddie Murphy bit. But like uh, uh, they used to have, do they have them in, um, in Ohio, the Ronald McDonald land? Do you remember those? We didn't have any around us, but I think there was some out by Warren and Youngstown area. Okay yeah oh man um well it was like a playground right like there was a playground they had like stuff to play on correct yeah they had a um so you would you would get your food at the mcdonald's restaurant Mm -hmm. and then for ours because it like went up a hill they had this like little kid train so you'd sit on the train it was like you know a motorized train then you go to the playground so they had like um what do you call them it was like a swing set that was a hamburger and then <laughs> it was like grimace had like a bouncy thing with like metal yeah, bars yeah, 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 totally yeah. 
unsafe by today's right. like I'm right. sure dozens of kids got their their heads busted on this thing and like <laughs> Mayor McCheese had a thing all this stuff and it was so yeah. surreal you, you get to like do the teeter-totter thing on these little hamburger chicken nuggets anyway I remember that being the coolest thing as a kid yeah. <laughs> and now that I think about it I'm like I should probably should have had tetanus shots when I was a kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny though I know and you know it's funny how that stuff gets ingrained into your like mental thing because even to this day like if I don't feel good like if I'm having kind of nausea or whatever the only thing that'll sound good to me to eat is the filet of fish from McDonald's because at at some point in my life probably when I didn't feel good my mom got that for me or something and so it's like it's like this weird comfort thing like if I'm feeling super stressed out or whatever I'm like and let's just get McDonald's for dinner or whatever it's not good food well yeah but it's comfort i mean it's garbage but it's you know it's like having pop tarts or whatever it's like it's not like food that's tasty i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna pick like a hamburger for taste you wouldn't pick a mcdonald's hamburger you would pick like gordon ramsay or something i don't know but (laughs) yeah no i get it though like because i I cook but like sometimes i just want garbage like (laughs) mcdonald's fries taco bell (laughs) yeah i will totally do that like i'm it's late at night i'm going through taco bell and i'm getting fire sauce and diablo sauce and i don't care what i get because it's going to taste good or like the other day or not the other day maybe like last month i was thinking about those comfort foods like you said because like my mom would sometimes you know i'd be like got to rent a vhs right so i'd rent like a horror movie or something as a kid mm-hmm. and they're like here's a pack of hot pockets you know like <laughs> yeah. so i was like i'm like i'm gonna get some hot pockets so i got like the yeah ham- it was like a whole ha- a whole evening yeah exactly yeah it was awesome they're, yeah and they're not good by any means like they're not as good as you remember them being no they're not but i wanted that comfort and nostalgia because i'm like yeah. ah, you know yeah we kind of still do that now like Usually like, well, not so much Friday nights anymore because I started doing this podcast, but like, it would always be like, we would get something for dinner and then pick something, some movie to watch, you know, that was our, always our thing. And we sort of moved it to Saturday, which we ended up, we would do it Friday and Saturday, but now it's mostly just, you know, we don't get to watch anything on Friday nights because I'm doing this, but it's like, it's, it is, it's a comfort sort of ritual thing. And I'm sure when Dirk grows up, he'll have fond memories of, you know, this whole thing of getting pizza and watching Justice League or whatever, King oh. Kong versus Godzilla. And, you know, I think that's they're gonna love, important. They're going to love that movie, by the way. I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. They were, they're already done. They already watched it. And I've seen them come and go. No. <laughs> so we have been on here a while <laughs> but yeah I, don't know. Fun. I, I like those um those sort of comfort rituals and I feel sorry for people who don't let themselves have those things yeah I know it's I mean it could be whatever but yeah just, I don't sure. know, there's something com- like um gosh I was even I mean god I'm such a nerd like we're talking about the Dungeons and Dragons stuff I was about to go on Amazon the other day and just buy the the dice and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
just just to have it like yeah. I, I don't have I don't have anyone to play Dungeons and Dragons with around here right. and let alone like I'm not about to go to someone's house and stuff you know sure. with, with COVID but I was just like I just want the 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 things like you know it's like it's like having a book yeah, yeah. like the or like a vinyl like the physical vinyl like you can you can listen to that stuff online but it's just the comfort of like having that old stuff yeah I don't know something great about that well I have some friends that play Dungeons and Dragons online if you ever want to hook up with some people to play Dungeons and Dragons oh yeah let me know I mean I kind of suck so maybe it might not be a good recommendation yeah but they're super no they're super nice so they won't they won't be mean to you I promise all right I dig it (laughs) they're girls they're nice (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to find the um board games too that's like my my other thing Mm. uh there was a dark shadows board game once upon a time oh man and i've been like searching on ebay for it but i can't find it but i'm sure it's probably like way out of my price range but i I really want to see what it's like (laughs) yeah who was it uh i think my friend i think my friend tim who does the um strange familiars podcast and writes a bunch of books about bigfoot and stuff he got the bigfoot board game oh wow that would be cool right that'd be fun to sit down and play the big i would love that board game. yeah yeah that would I be would fun. Say, if you're if you're not if you're into the idea of dungeons and dragons but not like going through all the crazy stuff reading the book there was yeah <laughs> well there's like multiple but i mean it goes on yeah, forever but like, right there's this old game I think they're, uh, I just went on the site. Milton Bradley is supposed to be a repost, redoing it. This game I had as my youth called Heroes Quest. And it's basically Dungeons and Dragons, but on a board game. Oh. But there's like these three, it's hard to describe without it sounding lame. <laughs> but there's like these 3D pieces. So like if you go through a room, like you put down this 3D piece of a door. And then they have these like 3D pieces of cabinets and treasure chests. So it's like you're looking at this like mm. cool little toy but it's like like a dungeons and dragons quest basically um oh, interesting it does sound lame <laughs> but it's actually really fun i was like god when that comes out i was like i want to get that and like yeah dirk might have fun doing that yeah it's it's neat <laughs> yeah it's funny because i like uh, i'm lame i think i'm a lame mom like we don't play any board games or anything like that our thing is just kind of like me and Dirk, the pre-COVID, our thing was like, we would run around every Saturday. We would go see the cats at PetSmart. Then we would oh, go yeah. shopping. Like he's my shopping buddy. We would just run around in different stores and we like to look at stuff, like to go to Goodwill and that kind oh. of stuff. Like I don't, I don't play games. I'm a bad player. Like I'm a bad, I'm bad at playing. I feel what? bad about that because he, he'll always be like, want to play this? And I'm just like, no, I'm really <laughs> boring. Like I'm super boring, but I'll cuddle on the couch and watch movies with you and cartoons and all that stuff all day, every day and run all over town looking at crystal shops and Goodwill and going to Target and whatever. But I'm boring. Like if it comes to playing, no, I'm not good at that. <laughs> I miss going to thrift shops i know that's my my thing i love it so yeah that sucked really bad like i love going to goodwill it's so fun to me just what are you gonna find you know 
Oh, that's like the thrill of the hunt. You know, it's yeah. like, I got so yeah. happy when I find something I like. I'm like, I know, like you won some prize. By the yeah. way, so you're in New Orleans. <clears throat> Have you been to Boutique du Vampire? Do you know about that? That sounds familiar. I think it's on St. Anne. Okay. Yeah, it's so a vampire gift shop, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they have a cafe now. Yeah. Right next door to it. So they carry my books there. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. it's super exciting. Like, I um, I mean, I, I can only say so much. But, um, yeah, they carry my books there, and I'm friends with um, the people that run that store. Sometime you should stop in and say hi to them. That would yeah. be cool. That's been on my, uh, I just saw a thing that they're open for the cafe. There used to be a vampire boutique in the French Quarter. I thought that was maybe the same people, but mm. I guess not. I don't, it, I don't know. I don't know okay. your area, so I don't know if it is or not, but yeah. it's right beside that cafe. Yeah. And um, uh, we're probably going to come down there once it's safe to come down there because I want to do like a book signing thing there. Oh, we should do because I've never you. done one before, and I think that that would be the perfect place to come do that. And then uh, we might like play a couple like little acoustic songs or something while we're there. But that's kind of the the rough goal. Um, not obviously nothing's written in stone. We don't know when any of this is coming to an end or whatever. But that yeah. that's what we want to do. Like because we've only we we played New Orleans one time. Some club called the Angel. I don't know if you know that place, but I it, I, I think it closed down shortly after we left. But yeah. um, so we don't really like we, our experience in New Orleans was we were stuck in this nasty club where literally you could hear rats crawling in the walls right behind us, and they're like, unless you have a weapon, like unless you're carrying a gun, don't leave the club. Like this is what they told us. So we sat in this tiny room backstage listening to rats crawling in the walls. That was our exposure to New Orleans. We didn't get to do anything because we were on tour. So we sat in the club all night, played our show, went to the next town. So we didn't get to see anything. We didn't get to go anywhere. Um, and so I have become friends with the people that run this boutique. And so I'm like, oh, that would be fun. Like, uh, you know, we could take Dirk down there and we could, you know, actually get to see the city so that's kind of a rough goal in the future oh yeah please let me know man i'll, I'll Fun, promote right? that i'll promote the hell out of that for you cool I, that sounds like an awful first experience too so like i know um, because i had this like, like and it smelled like puke so i'm like everything yeah. smells like puke i'm stuck in this club and they tell me it's so dangerous don't even walk outside unless i have a gun <laughs> So that was my experience in New Orleans. So I have this like negative connotation to it. Um, well, yeah, I will that was say, a weird night. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember exactly where that club was located, but it's not that bad these days. Yeah, uh, I know, think I mean, we just were in a weird. I mean, we were on tour. It was yeah, just it was weird. But um, yeah, I gotta check that place out because I've been seeing that on my. Um, I keep saying I'm like I gotta go there, you know. But we're just I'm just kind of waiting to. But yeah. I see that open. But I think that might be maybe the place I'm thinking of that had a boutique uh, that was a vampire boutique. But um, regardless, that sounds fun. That sounds so cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And tell Stephen I said hi when you come in there. For sure, I will. Yeah, how fun. All right, my friend. We should probably stop talking. 
Oh. We've been talking for, let's see, what time is it? 9.35. So we've been talking for a while. But we can always do these again. But I try to keep yeah. them kind of around two-ish, around two-ish, the 2.30-ish okay. range. But uh, I will get this posted later tonight. DM me any links that you want me to put in the show notes or whatever. So anything oh, okay. you're working on, anything you want me to promote for you, um, as soon as we hang up here, send me that email or send me in Facebook Messenger and I'll put it in the description for the show. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you We've so much. We've known each other for a long time. Yeah, it has been a little while. I know. Yeah. Feels like um, talking to my friends. So it's, I it's, know. I wasn't, I wasn't shy at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got on some good stuff here. So yeah, so. we talked about some great stuff. I think. Yeah. I feel a little better about my anxiety now after this. <laughs> I do too. I had a bad day today. I really did. So me yeah. Me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> and, and and yeah, I had a. I've been feeling crappy all week. So, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This actually was so sweet. And again, you are awesome. Um, are you we still are recording? Well. And I. We are. I can, can we, stop it though. No, keep recording. Okay. So as I okay. say, anybody listening, please buy this woman's books. Oh my god. They are awesome. Uh, I don't know if the Ionia record is sold out, the vinyl. Not yet. It's it's uh it's, it's not sold out yet. There's still some left. Go buy that because that's one of the best albums in the freaking world. So you will and not it, regret it. I can't wait to get it because it looks freaking beautiful. I know. I still got to order one. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Cause but, I'm horrible at doing that. <laughs> oh, I'll promote the hell out of it, man. <laughs> thank you. And we got but a yeah, new one coming out. Oh, a brand yeah. new album coming out, but I don't yeah, think we'll I'm do. allowed to tell details quite yet, but we've already posted the um, cover art for it. I posted a bunch of times today. And I don't think I'm allowed to tell any more details about it. So. Well, I'll but, be I'll be waiting in suspense. That sounds awesome. Yeah, but it is going to come out on vinyl. Nice. Yeah, exciting. I love it. Oh, and what do you got going on? What are you doing? What are you putting out? I don't really have too much to promote per se. I wish I did. Um, everything going on. Uh, check out. Um, cmradio.tv and check out my friend's website that's the patreon that i am part of and he's a part of the preservation hall jazz band but it's not all jazz stuff he does all kind of experimental music and goodness he does arts he does cool uh, photography he's in new orleans and it's a beautiful thing and we're all there having fun so we'd like to guys to join us i do uh music on that patreon site from time to time and we all collaborate and it's kind of fun um let's see there's this band what is it shitload that my, <laughs> my friend <laughs> did and i did some like crazy uh noise spoken word it's like power noise punk cool. shit that's been fun uh you can check out let's see youtube.com slash ryan mckern if you want to check out uh any of my music it ranges from sort of uh dobro blues to industrial to classical to metal it's all over the place um and um yeah i think that's it for now i mean just right on look. 
Yeah, and send me those links to all that stuff because I'm not going to remember. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and and I'll put the all I'll put all of it in the description of the video. I wave my hands around a lot. Oh, I'm totally about hearing gestures. All right, my friend. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for hanging out with me on a Friday night. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. We'll talk again soon. Sounds great. Bye. Bye.